0: is good and welcome to the wank podcast that is the weekly aw news kick my name is tom i will be your host joined as as always even when i'm not here as last week shows my german friend patrick guten, guten tag patrick
1: good tag tom good to see you and hear you again also jack good to see you again we're finally the band is back together did you miss us yes yes
0: I'm really bummed I didn't get to do that one because that one was actually a lot better than this week. You guys had a good show to talk about. Yeah, um, actually, yeah, right. <laughs> but before we get ahead of ourselves, we have one last person to introduce. It is the ginger delight, Jack Griffin. How's it going, Jack? I'm back, baby! I'm back, bitches. How's it going? How's your week been? Yeah, not so well, bad. Two weeks, even, since oh, we last oh, heard oh. from you. Well, I've been on holiday. Um,
1: and I was super busy.
0: <laughs> yeah, so... You went on holiday on my birthday. I did. I did. Scum, You're scum. <laughs> no excuse is there? It's just silence. It just made it awkward. Anyway, how's your week, been, Patrick?
1: I've been super busy, very busy. Involved, actually, involved in something from my hometown football club. So, uh, not my hometown, my local team, which is now relegated from the uh, third league in Germany. But yeah, that was this is very KFC. busy. Yes, KFC, not Kentucky Fried Chicken. Krefelder FC it is so
0: the other KFC
1: the other KFC <laughs> yes but yeah how, how are you, you doing everyone's fine
0: oh I'm fucking terrible I I'm it's this big of you to assume I'm fine <laughs> <laughs> I've got mice in my house it's it's a fucking. oh yeah and I and I had a leak so today I did you call my it window. already
1: did you call the mice already Jerry because then it's Tom and Jerry
0: hilarious um no my, my my window sprung a leak and uh, rained all over a 1400 pound computer as well so i'm not happy about that but um, shit Yeah, it's, it's fucked and i don't have contents insurance either i'm a landlord won't have done that so start a GoFundMe me or something i don't know let's <laughs> see to be fair we could use our listeners to do that yeah should we do i'm that? not i'm not going to exploit my listeners <laughs> but if anyone wants to come along and no it will uh I don't I don't think our listeners have one thousand four hundred between them. Nah. I I don't think we have that many listeners. Nah. (laughs) Unfortunately not. Shall we talk about wrestling instead of our sad sad lives? Yeah, let's do it. First up on this edition of Dynamite. Was rather unconventional we had jake hager versus wardlow in a cage fight i haven't done a play-by-play for this because i'm going to be honest guys i don't know where to start <laughs> um i'm just going to give you uh, a little bit of uh what i've got written down and then we'll talk about the match itself so first off i'm kind of wondering they say there is going to be no judges because it's w- it's win by ko submission or referee stoppage only so why are the rounds there's three timed rounds so why are the rounds if it can't be won on judge's decision that's that's my first thought um or my only thought really because then the stuff i've got written down after the match is sean spears attacked uh well jake hager won the match um sean spears attacked him after the match then jericho came in and mgf came in to attack jericho big melee uh mgf put salt on the earth on jericho Malenko comes down to make the saves, that is D Malenko, and then MJF attacked D Malenko. And then Sammy Guevara came in to face off with MJF and build for their match in a couple of weeks' time. Um yeah, as I said, I put I did no play by play for this because I, I wouldn't know where to start with with it being a, a a fake, a scripted MMA match. We don't use the word fake, do we? Um which of you has more MMA experience? I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna come to Patrick. I'm gonna assume it's Patrick sorry, Jack but uh Patrick what were your thoughts on this
1: <laughs> my, my MMA uh, experience is mostly limited to CM Punk's time and UFC <laughs> it's still more <laughs> because... than Jack's watch <laughs> and I watched a little bit also like since you're in Iceland uh, UFC is quite big and uh Nelson is also in UFC, so sometimes I watch their bouts, but um, I'm, I'm not so into that. Like, to, to be real honest, I find MMA boring. This is why I prefer wrestling, because I like action in the ring. Or boxing. I prefer boxing also. There's more action in it. But... Um, it was interesting what you pointed out also that <laughs> that why, why having rounds when there's no no ref- yeah, why have no, rounds if there's no judges yeah, like yeah no judges or so that's true i didn't think of that but <laughs> it's like uh, it
0: reminds me of um it reminds me of actually it's worse i was thinking because i actually like this match i'm about to reference i think it was full brawl 96 they had johnny b bad who was mark miro versus brian pillman senior and uh they had a 30-minute time limit on it, and then afterwards, it you know, it went to the 30-minute time limit, and after, after that, they they came out and says there has to be a winner in this match, so, you know, keep keep going until there's a winner, like a golden goal sort of thing. And it's like, why even have the time limit if you were going to do that? Do you know what I mean? It's a similar sort yeah. of thing to that, except this is worse, really, because you've, you've got, like, rounds, do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like,
1: yeah yeah maybe yeah i don't know that's that's a pretty good point um but apart from from this little thing is like i i like the match a lot um because they really like it they were really stiff they did some stiff punches and some stiff kicks um and then in between like out of nowhere the hurricane runner from uh from wardlow <laughs> where, where i was like okay that's probably not an mma thing but so it's, um, it's received
0: a lot yeah. of criticism online this match did not go down well amongst some circles that i've seen
1: yeah um, when you see it from from like a scripted wrestling point of view then it's yeah it, yeah it is definitely not the best but i like the approach that they wanted to do something like this as a as a one oh, yeah. like like as a stipulation once. this for for what it was supposed to be i think it was good but it definitely should not be a, uh, like a, like a bigger thing uh, but still this one match was way better than all raw underground matches so <laughs> but you, you're also you're more aware of uh, uh, uh of the blood sport by who was that again mm.
0: well um sorry i'm just drinking some wine i've it, you know we are the unprofessional podcast so <laughs> i told you i've had a hard week fucking leave me alone um yeah no uh See, I see people complaining and comparing it, saying, oh, this isn't Bloodsport, this isn't um, UWF, is it? We used to be a a Japanese shoot-fighting federation. But, uh, you know, the thing is, when people like John Moxley wrestle in Bloodsport, it does get a little bit pro-wrestling age, you know what I mean? I think I remember seeing a John Moxley-Chris Dickinson Bloodsport match, and... um, it did get pretty pretty wrestly. like a, a lot of them seem very real you know simon uh simon grimm simon gotch in uh, wwe he does a lot of the blood sport ones and his matches look very kind of shoot they look they look like real ufc matches but um when john moxley came in, he's just so drilled into like pro wrestling um that i don't see this might have been more realistic than his fights do you know what i mean um Hurricane Rana aside um, I just want to mention what you said about that—that uh, that running off the cage thing. I think that was a bit of an homage to—I want to say George Saint Pierre, but uh, it might not have been. It might have been someone else. Um, but I think it was GSP who did the did the um, actually did that kicking off the cage thing. So he did it better than Wardlow, to be fair. But yeah, that's um,
1: true. And in a real match, that's also yeah, quite, yeah,
0: quite yeah, interesting. It was very impressive. But it's you know I think it was a nice little nod to to UFC fans. So it's kind of like. You know, people were saying, oh, this is an insult to UFC. I think they really did try. Um, but I just don't know how to rate it at the end of the day. And and the one problem I see is putting this on the... With Bloodsport, with um, UWF, with uh, Raw Underground, they've all got one thing in common, is that all the, all the matches on the card are shoot-style fights. Whereas this, if you have a shoot-style fight at the beginning... And then on the same card have pro wrestling matches. It's like it's like being really it's like exposing the business in, in a way. It's like saying, okay, this is the real one; these are the fake ones. Do you know what I mean? Th- to have that difference in style on the same card, it's you know I'm being nitpicky, but I can see the criticism from that point of view. Do you know what I mean? And that was something I was worried about before we even went in. As I say, I I don't really know how to rate this match, so I'll throw it over to Jack and see what did you make of it, Jack.
2: So um. Yeah, I've, I'm same as you, boys. I, I don't really know how to take it. Um, I've got mixed reviews. I enjoyed it for what it was. Don't think AEW mm. should do something like it again. For me, AEW is still a very new promotion, um, and I think we at times forget that. And there's always going to be the first time they try new stuff. Um, nine times out of ten, it goes well. Um, you know, the first time they did. You know, Blood and Guts, first time they'd done the Stadium Stampede, first time they did a cage match, um, you know, and they all went down well. This one obviously didn't as well, but that's not to say it was bad. I just think the, as you said there, Tom, the the real element of MMA mixed with the, you know, predetermined element of um, wrestling, I just don't think they combined too well. I think if you're going to do this, do it on an MMA product and not but an AEW
0: way- product. Or, or like a, even a scripted MMA like Bloodsport. You know yeah. I mean, when when the whole card is is that style of match. Exactly. Thing is, when you see someone wrestle such different style of match in this cage fight, um, then it's like, well, y- you know, obviously, we know. But it's like, it's like you ask the question, why don't people wrestle like this all the time? If this is so effective, and this is how real people fight. So it's to have two very different styles. You know what I mean? On the same card, it's like, well, I. I see the difference between how these guys are fighting and how these guys are fighting. Why is, you know, it's just like, it's just like putting a big sign up saying this one's real, even though obviously it was predetermined as well. But saying this one's real, this one's fake. Do you know what yeah. I mean? But also,
2: so I'm, I'm surprised they chose the start of it because normally, as far as I like, am aware, all of AEW's kind of gimmick matches and um, stipulation matches always been last. But they didn't the really like this at of. all. They no, just that's had I mean. yeah, Jake mention it. I did watch today because, I, I, as I said, I've been on holiday, so I'm kind of catching up with everything. The only thing I have watched is AEW Dynamite. Um, so I was watching some AEW content today, and I've watched The the Road 2, and obviously they did a bit on this. Um, and they actually were, I mean, obviously now you know the result... Um, but they were hyping up Wardlow a lot just because he obviously had the um, experience of cage matches in AEW um, of being, you know, being in the first one, obviously blood Plus and guts and stuff. Sexy. And but were they ever really going to let Hager lose
0: here? Because he's no, he's no, that MMA obvious. star. Do you know what I mean? So kind of, I. It's like it's like Floyd Mayweather when he fought at WrestleMania in a boxing match against Big Show. It was like they're not going to they're not going to have Floyd Mayweather lose to the Big Show in a boxing match because even if it's a fake boxing match, you're going to get. You know he's going to be worried that there's a small subsection of Marks who genuinely think Floyd Mayweather has a boxing loss. You know what I mean? So yeah, and and it's like this. that. They can't even in a, even in a, even in a predetermined MMA fight they could never have Jake Hager, especially like like you say. It's he's three and zero now. I thought he was two two and zero, and then he had a disqualification. But I think. Maybe there's been uh, another match, or it was a. I thought it was two and zero and a no contest, but maybe there's been another match and it's now three and zero. He's undefeated in Bellator, so what are they are they going to voluntarily <laughs> give him a loss? Do you know what I mean? Like like on his record in wrestling in 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 kayfabe, like not you wouldn't yet. do that. You're right. No, so. But, um, yeah,
2: last thing I want to say on this is I hope this isn't the end of their feud. Um, this was the second time they fought. They both got a win over each other. Now, I'd personally like to see a conclusion this in a pay-per-view style because these two can and do have the potential and have a proper good match in them. Um, unfortunately, this wasn't it.
0: But, like I well, said... I don't it, know I, if this that was, that was good on. or bad. I genuinely don't know how I felt about this match. I was, <laughs> I was, I was I, you know... I finished watching it I was like of all the matches I've seen that was one of them like I can't, <laughs> I can't tell you whether it's good or bad I honestly don't know I don't know in my own mind whether I enjoyed this or not I just finished it I was like well that was something <laughs> <laughs> and now that's it that's it that's all that needs to be said about it exactly next up we had Penta Kingston and Kazarian uh, a little promo from them Kazarian is kind of quite a nice promo with a lot of Bible quotes. Um, I'm kind of a mark for that. I like when they do that. It's kind of uh, intense. Um, He talks of revenge and retribution. He's done being uh, decent in indecent times. That was a pretty cool line. Uh, Kingston gets on the mic, or it's not really a mic, but talks to the camera and says, pray to your God and hope he takes your souls because your asses, your asses are ours. (laughs) And then uh, Penta does his sero miedo uh, we'll come to, where well, we went, we came to Patrick first on last one. So, uh, Jack, why don't you, uh, give us your thoughts on this little promo.
2: Yeah, liked it. Just a little
0: something to, um, to, what's the, um, what's the
2: term? I was about to say like wetting your taste, but you know what I mean? Just to kind of like, you know,
0: Hwet your whistle.
2: that's, that's it. Just to kind of, you know, get you a little bit more hyped for the, um, the main event. No, it was good. Um, I'm personally loving, um, solo, uh, Frankie Kasarian me too you know, single wrestler I think it really suits him I think he's really shining and I love that he's whole, so intense yeah and I'm, I'm loving the elite hunter gimmick to be fair um, and yeah with it I like Eddie Kingston and they, they, I know they're going to be keeping him relevant because of the news um, that breaks that you know AW are doing their first New York show so they want to you know totally. build him up and I think they'll give him probably a title match at that maybe not win it but you know they'll give him some or would they ch- anyway not long story short it's nice to know that he'll still be in the picture because they announced that um frank xarian's you know rising it's nice to see him do his own thing and do it successfully without su whereas scorpio sky even though it's coming into it now it's take, took him a while as solo to finally get some time um you know to shine away from su and with penta yeah just penta's just a legend isn't he it's just a bit. Uh, this promo, like I said, just good to kind of wetting the appetite, get you ready for the main event, which obviously we'll discuss later.
0: Have you seen the size of that arena in uh, that huge, venue? In huge, huge! Let me have a look at the capacity whilst you have a little chat. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll go on to Patrick on the neck for the next thing, but you can come back and tell us that in a second. Patrick, you lucky duck, you get to talk about a Team Taz promo. So mm-hmm. Taz <laughs> Taz tells Ricky Starks he needs to sort things out with Cage. I, I swear I've seen this promo a million times. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hobbs tells Starks and Hook in all capitals, remember because uh, we love some Hook that they left him hanging um, in his match the other week uh, Taz sets up a match between Hangman, Adam Page and Will Hobbs uh, yeah
2: sorry, quickly well, before yep. you go into that yep. capacity 23,771
0: oh, imagine if they filled that out that, they said it will be their biggest audience to date if they do do it hmm because I'm I mean, sure they can do some tricks like with, you know, uh, not having any fans on camera side if they don't sell out. But I mean, I, I, think, so. I think I think if they'd been running, if they hadn't shut down because the, pan- the pandemic never happened, they probably would be running this yeah. size arena by now. So I'm kind of hoping they do fill it out. But we'll see. I think
2: they will um, because it's the first New York show. But also, whilst we're quickly before we go into the rest of the show, they announced today they're doing back to back shows in Pittsburgh for Dynamite and the first episode of Rampage on the same week. Same venue S- as
0: well, I think it is. Sick, uh, Patrick. Before Jack rudely cut you off, I was going to ask you what you thought about Team Task. <laughs> I'm joking, Jack. What did you think about this Team Task promo?
1: It's Groundhog Day again,
0: right? I said I've seen this. <laughs> I've seen this promo so many times.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's just okay. So just uh, just be positive about it, Patrick. So it's it's actually I'm um, I'm um, um, happy that there is a development in storyline now, shortly but surely, but, uh, slowly but surely, uh, that also uh, um, um, Christian, uh, not Christian Cage, (laughs) Brian Cage is not on, on camera with the team right now so i'm I'm interested to see where this will develop now how this will also i don't know tell the group apart or so i don't know i cannot see now why hangman has to face hops i'm not really sure about this but i'm just hoping in the future they're making it quicker the process needs to be quicker now a little bit because this is storytelling which is way hey hey, hey too long so just get to the point it's nice to have it but like every time that like we made the groundhog joke yet yeah, every every time i see uh, a team Taz on uh, like being on on cameras i'm like uh, always like ah oh, no not again uh, i'm What's not sure they've
0: been in an angle that i've actually enjoyed yet like they had darby allen and they've had christian cage very briefly they seem to have left him alone now and onto Hangman page and it's like like no matter the length, I haven't enjoyed any of these. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So, I don't know what it is. Yeah,
1: um, yeah it's it's, enjoyable, of actually, course.
0: You, yeah. you
2: said you haven't enjoyed any of these, what, the promos or the matches, because we did enjoy Hangman any versus of, Brian Cage, didn't we? Any of the angles. That's what I wanted to
1: say. Yeah. 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 I've enjoyed Just the match.
0: I mean, I've enjoyed individual matches. I mean, I enjoyed, I'm sure I enjoyed the um, casino ladder match that started the whole thing with Brian Cage and. Uh, and Darby Allen, but I haven't in, I didn't enjoy the feud I haven't enjoyed the feud I didn't enjoy the feud with Christian Cage which seems to be over now now he's moving on to someone else which we'll talk about later I'm not p- potentially probably not going to enjoy the feud with Hangman it's just, I don't know they're just not interesting to me Team Taz right now but I'd like to see that change Next up we had the Men of the Year that's what they called themselves now that's Scorpio Sky and Ethan Cage Ethan Cage, Ethan Page, Ethan Cage, Hangman Page, Adam Cage, whatever you want to call him, <laughs> Scorpio guy, and Ethan Page versus Darby Allen in a uh, in a handicap match. I'll give you the play by play. So Darby starts out hot, throwing Page around with arm drags. Scorpio gets tagged in, is taken down by Darby for a near fall. The numbers get the better of Darby Allen as they double-team him. Darby battles back and hits a standing coffee drop. Coffee drop? I'm fucked up already. This has gone right to my head, this wine. Coffin drop off the ropes on both of them for a two-fall. Ethan tags himself in. Shoulder tackle to Darby. Goes for a big press, but Darby reverses it into a sleeper. Page battles out and is firmly in control. Tags Sky in and the two beat him down throughout the break, inclu- including an attempt at an ego's edge the men of the year hit back and forth backbreakers, which was probably my favorite spot of this match, which was when they were basically trying to one up each other by, uh, breaking Darby's back, um, in flashier and flashier ways. Um, Ethan goes for the fifth backbreaker, uh, between them, but Darby rolls him up, but Ethan kicks out and mocks his lack of a partner by kind of holding him and gesturing him to tag towards the empty corner. Uh, Darby counters a, another backbreaker, um, and attempts. Oh no no he does actually hit a scorpion death drop. Um, Ethan tags in Sky. Darby pretends to hot tag himself, which was well, I couldn't because I I thought he was like gene himself up, but then the crowd the uh, the um, announcers said he was tagging himself in, and gives Sky a shotgun drop kick and a code red before Ethan hits a massive STO, which actually looked more like a rock bottom because he lifted him off his feet. On him, Darby zip ties Ethan Page's feet together and rolls him out of the ring. Um, And he rolls up Scorpio twice uh, for kickouts and then hits the stunner and then a coffin drop. But Ethan Page pulls Darby out of the ring. His feet are incapacitated, but his arms are not. He finds a toolbox under the ring, cuts himself free, uh, throws Darby headfirst into the ring post. Sky tags him in. Um, Ethan attempts to suplex, well, superplex him, I think, but uh, Darby bites his way out. Um, he attempts the coffin drop, but Sky interrupts, and uh, Ethan hits the ego's edge for the three. Let's come to who do we come to first? We came to uh, let's come to Jack. Jack, what were your thoughts of this match? So,
2: I liked it. Um more than I thought I did. Um, I did think, well, I thought this match made Derby look really good. Um, and I've enjoyed his, you know, this match with him. Seeing as, you know, we've slagged off a lot of Derby recently. He seems to be regaining it back. I thought this was the perfect kind of match to display his underdogness, if that's the word I'm looking for. You know, the sort of, each match we know what Derby does. You know, he gets squashed and then manages to win somehow. And with the title matches, it annoyed me more because it shouldn't have been like that. With this, because it was a handicap match, it served a purpose. Do you know what I mean? It it actually worked for him because he, you know, he was the underdog. Um, so I liked that in effect. Um, but I don't get what this match was meant to do, like what purpose it served. Did it serve the point of, you know, Darby doing it without Sting? Because like he's the long-term project anyway in this, like he's the one that, you know, is going to be pushed over Sting because he's the future star. So, and so what's, I, and I, I really don't see why they did it. And it made, you know, Scorpio, Sky, and Paige look bad
0: a little bit. Yeah. They, I mean, it, it almost made them look worse because exactly. they kind of tease. they almost, you know, there was a second there where they teased kind of Derby Winning with the, uh, the zip ties. And it's like, oh, this would bury the okay. men of the year. Exactly. And also, like, sure, it made Darby look tough, but we knew he was
2: tough anyway. We've seen him throw down, you know, stairs and, you know to have the street fight and stuff we know darby's a tough kid so i really i liked the match and i liked what you know how darby looked in it but i really don't see the point in this and i think it's just kind of another way of AEW, and they do do it quite regularly where they they've got an end goal in the storyline but it's too far in the distance they need a bit of a couple matches to kind of to in a way just kind of pause the storyline and just kind of keep it relevant in your head keep it there but not progress it to the point that they want to get if you know what I mean so it'll be interesting um, to see what they do I personally really can't see what where they're going with this which excites me but also terrifies me because when you can't see what they're even trying to do you're like do they even know Um, but it excites me because if they do have a plan here I, I've been really enjoying Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page, so I do want to see them more on, um, you know, Dynamite. I don't want to see them put back to dark or Dark Elevation, but at the same time, I don't want to keep just seeing the same matches because that's not what we watch this
0: for. So, so yeah, overall, liked it, but, you know, intrigued is the word I'd use. To respond to your point, I don't actually think there is any – Effort on their part to advance this storyline because I think, and I think that goes for pretty much all of this dynamite. And I think because it's a Friday dynamite in that late time slot, there was, you know, there was very little, you know, you could have missed this dynamite and not missed anything, really. Do you know what I mean? Um, and I think that's this was kind of intentional. Um, I understand why they did it. It doesn't, you know, automatic, you know, it, it, excuse or no, it doesn't make for great TV, but I understand why they did it um this match was only okay for me um as i said i like that stuff with the backbreakers, and uh yeah the zip tie thing um so when ethan page went under the ring and got a toolbox i was like well that's convenient (laughs) like the zip ties but there's also toolboxes um but you know when you think about it it does make way more sense for a toolbox to be under the ring than half the stuff they pull out from under the ring. Cause obviously if you're setting up the ring, you might use a toolbox. That said, it still kind of threw me a bit because I've never seen a toolbox under the, being pulled out from under the ring. So it's kind of not part of wrestling canon. If you know what I mean for there to be a toolbox under the ring. So that way, in that sense, it seemed like kind of an obvious plan for it to be there, like and a bit too convenient. Um, but, you know they should they should really establish a toolbox or something that is found under the ring and use weapons from it. I kind of like that because then this kind of thing would make more sense. And it makes sense for a toolbox to be under the ring anyway. But you know it it was like oh it was a bit eye rolly. But yeah, I mean I'm I, I, at the very least I'm glad that uh, Men of the Year won it because you know how embarrassing would that be? It just kill any kind of momentum, what little momentum they have because I don't think they actually have that much. But Patrick. Could we get your input,
1: please? Yes, um, I mostly agree with both of you guys. Uh, what What Jack said is also what, what I saw. What was the good outcome of the match is that um, Darby looked good in the match. That was there was one thing where I was like, yeah. I've make that finally let him wrestle let him do his thing a little bit more then that's that's the derby i like so i like derby in that match i also actually like man of the year they, they are quite cool together but all in all this whole thing like in the end it didn't give us the direction where it's pointing to now where it's leading to now uh, also we still don't know um yeah why why sting shouldn't be there or, or what about like what what Sting thinks about this or so? Hopefully I'm, I'm not. Hopefully I'm, I'm pretty sure this will be done next week by uh, Tony Schiavone when uh, Sting comes to the ring to answer his questions or so again in a segment we all know that will come. But uh, yeah, the, the 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 story behind it I didn't get completely. So in ring wise it was good or it was okay or it was better than I expected. Let's say it like this because I didn't have any positive connotations to the match but in the end it's like the segment also I don't know needs to have a better background story
0: was it last week they had that they had the promo with Darby Allen and Sting hyping this match up and it was one of the most awkward promos I've ever seen like that was so awkward like (laughs) the way the way you just kept saying I need you to believe in me. You know, I do believe in you, but I need you to... But I do, but it's like, what is going
1: on? Yeah, this this, this passive aggressiveness by Sting. Okay, I'm not coming. Okay, see you. Fist bump, bro. I'm not coming. Okay. They're like, what the hell? They just kept repeating
0: themselves, (laughs) and Darby just did not come across as a guy with mic skills in that at all. But obviously, that's last week. But um, Yeah, um, as I said, I don't think there was ever really any... You know, it was never their goal to advance storylines this week. But even so, I don't know. It was fine. It was fine. Next up, we had Orange Cassidy versus Cesar Panini. Cesar Badoni. Um, I'll give you the rundown. So it's not not too much to talk about. So as uh, as Orange Cassidy's making his way to the ring, we get a little video of the wingmen as they're called, that is Pretty Peter Avalon, Ryan Nemeth, JD Drake, and Caesar Bananarama. I need to think of new words for him. Um, they say that uh, Orange Cassidy has ignored them, and now they're going to make him pretty. Okay, uh, Bononi doesn't get an entrance, which is which was strange to me. Uh, he uh, dominates to begin with and tosses Cassidy across the ring. Um, he he orange rolls out of the ring and the wingmen start to give him a makeover uh, fake tan and hair gel or wax or whatever he uh, tries to battle back but gets booted and pushed back out of the ring for further grooming and uh, Ryan Nemeth puts his flashy jacket on him Cassidy, uh a little bit later in the match dives outside of the ring onto Bononi and his crew but is caught and thrown back the best friends interfere, and Chuck and Trent with a question mark assist OC in a flip to the outside onto uh, the wingman while Chris Atlander distracts the referee. Uh, he hits a stun dog millionaire, followed by a rolling DDT. Um, hits orange punches to Nemeth and Drake, but only goes for a pump handle slam. But OC hits him with the orange punch for the win. Jack, you like orange, Casty. Give us your thoughts on this one.
2: Yeah, I thought. I thought it's an okay match. It, again, it was as you said, um in the last match they they weren't trying to really move anything forward here. However, there was a lot of there was a lot of okay this week. Yeah. Wasn't there? But I liked it and um I <laughs> I I can't believe I'm saying it, but I kind of like these um the wingmen. Um not as, you know, as a really big kind of faction, but I think they're quite a good kind of teeter in between you know dark and occasional dynamite faction that actually you kind of care about and don't mind seeing i think they're quite funny um quite unique and um you know i wouldn't be surprised if they catch on a little bit and people start
0: you know getting them they over stri- it a little bit they, they strike me as that kind of group that people will start following and liking ironically and at some point it will become unironic the same sort of thing happened with 3 uh, mb WWE, three-man band which was uh uh who was in that we got we had uh drew mcintyre uh heath slater and jinder mahal wasn't it and uh, i think that might was there anyone else in that band at any point ah, no because it's three-man band anyway people <laughs> kind of people kind of uh started liking them ironically and then eventually like them legitimately <laughs> so um yeah maybe maybe same sort of thing uh i yeah i i kind of they're funny. They're funny guys. Yeah, um,
2: I think so. And I think, you know, like like I just said there, I don't think this match was anything. But for what it was, I think it gave a TV audience a bit more kind of look at the wingmen and, you know, chance to maybe, you know, start fanning over them. Um, and also, OC is just a natural star anyway. It's nice to, you know, anytime he can get TV TV time and I think they' they're trying to obviously keep OC on telly for I think a potential another Kenny match obviously after the Jungle Boy one there's like a rematch because you know they've got this whole conspiracy storyline going around now haven't they were um, Kenny saying you know um, well I mean it was in a promo was it was it this week or last week I think
0: can't remember. But anyway, the whole conspiracy thing. So, do you not think that might confuse people having these kind of two storylines you know, that OC's involved in at once? Or they're probably abandoned this one, right? Like, Well no, this, like this one, one wasn't a This line. one was a It was just
2: two two factions putting a wrestler from them. I don't, well, think, it I don't uh, think. But there hasn't there been some
0: it. maybe maybe wasn't it on BTE or something? Hasn't there been some? You know, that was where it kind of came together with them you know maybe I, dark def- or dark elevation but have i have you not been think... watching BTE because i swear i saw this on BTE. i mean the only thing i don't i mean i've missed the last couple of episodes i need to catch up with them i think um, it might have been on BTE. i think there was a scene where they were all like leaning against the wall and orange Casty was there and i think they were i think they were trying to recruit orange Casty. but again this is the kind of thing like you miss an oh, episode well, yeah. of BTE. no they said
2: yeah. about they said about um his style didn't they yeah They'd said that yeah no that yeah because that was Yeah, whole, but it's it's a BT that
0: rivalry that they've put on TV and again this is yeah. the thing if you don't watch BT you're not going to get what's going on And you're like why is he in this thing now when uh, when he was in a thing with Kenny um they uh the I, I will talk about it now because I don't think I actually I actually wrote any things about it but any notes about it but that um that package they or it might have been last week that might have been why I didn't write about it anyway that package they put together, um, Kenny, where it made it look like they were saying thank you, Don, <laughs> and they were <laughs> yeah. saying fuck you, Don, yeah. and like, uh, <laughs> and made it look like all the fans are cheering Kenny. That was hilarious. Yeah, well, that's good. But yeah, I'm I'm liking the way that goes. And like I said, it this this was fine. This it was it was, it was another fine match. Yeah. It was there. Uh, Patrick input plus.
1: Yeah, nothing else also to say. Big, uh, much bigger about that because it was yeah, it was more of a squash match to me also uh, what I really liked about the match when uh, uh, when when uh, not Trent was the other guy <laughs> Chuck Chuck T e. Chuck T yeah, Chuck Taylor, thank you when he just uh, uh it in on the apron and just gave a thumbs up to uh, uh, Nick Nemeth and then Nick Nemeth got the orange front from OC that was that was a hilarious thing really that was really good uh, except from that, I think also like the 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 best uh, the wingman. Yeah, it's it's a BTE bit. Let's see how this will work out. This week, were a lot of these things also, which are like, hey, you don't know really the background story to it. You don't know what they want to tell. But uh, yeah, we can come to that to a later point where some of these other matches are taking place.
0: Next up, we had. Alex Marvez talking to Jungle Boy backstage, or at least he tried to before he got a chance. Kenny and his boys Don and uh, Michael Nakazawa rocked up on a golf cart. Kenny says he can't tell if Jungle Boy is confused or a little starstruck. Says the champion, he, he, Kenny, the champion, is here with no suit or championship belt um, and says it's because last week Jungle Boy embarrassed him. Um, And he says he's going to give him the opportunity to show how tough he is. Um, talks about packing a a picnic with sam- with a sandwich with two knuckle sandwiches or whatever, um, one for you and the other for you or something like that. I can't remember. Um, and I just I rem- I I, I uh, made sure to write this down that he said now that I've warmed up my flicker jab. I'm like what the fuck does that mean? Um, says uh, Jungle Boy gets the first shot free. Uh, Jungle Boy gets ready to hit Kenny. But Nakazawa attacks him from behind with a chair, and Kenny whips him into the bins, and uh, save from Nakazawa, who eats a little bit of an attack from Jungle Boy, um, they escape. Kenny and Don escape on their, on their golf cart. Um, Patrick, thoughts on this segment?
1: That was one of the few really good ones I really enjoyed because it was just hilariously also stupid. I like this, the heel Kenny, the stupid stuff he's also doing in between. And uh, come on, like when when they were getting away and he was kicking out, Nakazawa who just jumped into the car and he was kicking him out again just to fly against Jungle Boy and leave him behind. And see you next week.
0: Yeah, he (laughs) shouted if they were going off.
1: Yeah, that, that was so good, really. That was just, I was also thinking when I watched it, like, why would somebody do that It's completely nonsense like in a real life context but on the other hand this is psychological warfare just to make somebody like really uh, crazy in their mind like I, I, what what crazy guy am i dealing with is he stupid or so like this goes into your mind and therefore it was really well made uh, segment that i have to say
0: yes yeah, hilarious um i think all of kenny's all of Kenny's segments tend to be the backstage highlight of the week for me. Um, sometimes even the overall highlight of the week, including in-ring da- in ring action. Nice. He's so good. He's so funny. Um, yeah. Uh, last. Well, speaking of highlights of the week, probably because I'm not going to get another chance to say this. Last week, I loved... Um, yeah, it's completely off topic, sorry. But while I've got you, Patrick, talking, because you were the one who reviewed it. Um, the Inner Circle, Smashing Up That Limo. That was that was what I was I've been waiting for all this time. Like you know how I always say, um, like the stuff with like uh, Mox and Eddie attacking the trailer, or Cody and Cutie Marshall on top of the. on top of the bus, how they always almost go for something awesome AEW and then pull back at the last minute, like um, instead of having Mox drag away the trailer and dump it in the river or something, they just had him kind of ding it up a little bit, him him and Eddie. Um... You know, when he said grab the pipe, we thought, oh, is he going to lock him in the trailer and drag him off? Now he just dinged it up a little bit. Or when, uh, you know, Cody took QT Marshalls to the top of the bus just to put the four, figure four leg lock on him instead of throwing him off or something. Like we always say, they're almost there and then they just pull back. But this was the kind of Attitude Era-esque carnage I've been looking for when uh, when the inner circle and the El Barto thing and when he did, when he uh, when he attacked it with the uh, forklift. So I just wanted to get that in there to say. Um, More of this, please, AEW. Anyway, though, back to this week. Um, Yeah, as I say, it's usually the highlight. Kenny's backstage backstage antics for me. A lot of fun. Next up, Alex Marvez interviewed the Hardy family office. He uh, says that he's got that history, or I think Marvez actually alluded to him having that, uh, him being... Matt Hardy, having that history with Christian Cage, Matt says that Christian Cage breached his contract. I don't remember him signing one. Um, Cage interrupts, and uh, the Hardy family office lock him in a cage while the bunny makes an awful noise. Um, And then while he's locked in this this cage that's just randomly there, Hardy tries to bribe Christian Cage to retire, and Christian Cage doesn't. Jack, what do you make of this?
2: It was there um <laughs> it i mean they they just tried to make a really obvious joke like look it's it's christian and trapped in a cage <laughs> um yeah i've it, only just
0: got that <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> but um i mean yeah nah i really don't have much to say about this it just was there i think they're building towards a hardy cage thing but i'm what? actually i'm actually quite
0: excited to see that
2: I am, but I found it funny last week when I was listening, Patrick, to you and Hugh joking about how these two were the um, two least popular ones out of the two tag teams and they're trying to build up like they had all this kind of history. I found that...
0: um, Yeah, I said... I will remind you on the previous week I also said that while I was saying it you was You know what? Between... Well, I wasn't quoting yours I was quoting Hugh and Patrick's so, you know, it's not all about Should you. Should just replace... Should just replace... Yeah, but I said it the week before. I said it was never really between Cage and Matt Hardy. It was always between the Hardy boys and Edge and Chris. You know what? Sod off. It always, uh, it always has to be about him, doesn't it, Patrick? It always does when it? I did it first! <laughs> Ooh, you're getting on my wrong side. You're rubbing my <laughs> wrong nerve. Um, no, I'm, I'm excited to see... You know what? I'm excited to see the match but I'm not excited for the build-up. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. I'm excited to see the match because because for me, you don't need to add any build-up to this. It's Christian K dresses Matt Hardy. They've got the history, as they keep saying. There's no need for any build-up for this. Just give me this on a pay-per-view in a, you know, extreme rules match or whatever you want to call it, unsanctioned. And, you know, let's be chill. I'm just, I'm not interested in all the build-up and the Hardy family office stuff that comes with it and big money, Matt, and meh. You know, meh. Not so much. Next up, we had... I've actually written down Piss Boy and Brock Anderson versus The Factory. <laughs> because that was what uh, Anthony Gogo refers to uh, Cody as. Cody and Brock Anderson versus The Factory. Um, so, first thing I noticed about this was when Cody and Brock Anderson was coming out, uh, Justin Roberts announces them as accompanied by Arn Anderson, the team of His son, Brock Anderson, and, like, just give me a second. Just imagine if Triple H, in Charlotte Flair's debut, first ever wrestling match, brought her out as his tag partner in a mixed tag match, and they announced it as Ric Flair's daughter, (laughs) Charlotte Flair, like, and I would criticise that just as harshly. This was... That was like... oh, I was like... Like, can you make the nepotism any more obvious? Um... Like, you're just proving Cutie Marshall, is supposed to be the heel, right, about everything he said about the nepotism. Anyway. Onto the match. Brock and Aaron Solo start, because it's Cutie Marshall and Aaron Solo, sorry I haven't mentioned that before, um... For the factory. Cody gets involved immediately. Like, he's trying to help Brock, like, straight away and just, like, fucking backseat drive him. Um... Like, let him breathe, dude. Um, Brock tries some chain wrestling, but Solo pulls his hair and puts him down, but Brock kips up, and Solo tags in QT Marshall. Marshall. Uh, Solo and... Oh, no, I've missed a bit. Um, Brock tags Cody in, so Marshall tags right back out again because he's scared of Cody. Um, but, uh, yeah. Uh, Solo and QT trade tags beating down Cody. Cody tags in Brock, who rams his shoulder into Qt in the corner repeatedly. Gets a nice little pop for that, like a lot of aggression. Uh goes for a gut wrench power bomb on solo. Uh, I think it was a gut-wrench power bomb, it was a gut-wrench move anyway. Cutie hits the spine buster on Brock and looks directly at Arn Anderson at ringside as he does it. Decent wrestling for an ad break, heel beat down, uh, a suplex from Solo was one of the things. I think there was like a guillotine sort of move uh, from QT on Brock Anderson. QT gets a one count on Brock, um, hits a butterfly suplex for a two. Brock evades a big corner forearm and avoids the interference from Solo, tags Cody, but Paul Turner doesn't see it. QT goes to steal the crossroads but Brock reverses it into a DDT Cody and Solo both get in for the hot tag from Cody he hits a power slam and whips QT into the ring, was he outside the ring? that's what I've got written down <laughs> um, he uh, oh, what did he, he hit something on Marshall. Uh, I, I've just got FHS I, don't, I can't remember what that stands for, very sorry um, but then he hits a figure 4 leg lock on Solo who gets the rope break Uh, Cody sets him atop the turnbuckle. Cootie drags him off, but Cody reverses it into a Canadian Destroyer. That was a great reversal, to be honest with you. Um, Corkscrew kick from solo. Brock breaks up the near fall. Cody comes off the top to the outside, taking out Marshall. and Brock rolls up solo for the victory. Let's come to... I'm going to go to uh, Patrick. I want to hear Patrick's
1: opinions thank you first of all how bad were the pants from brock anderson like his his complete gear he needs a complete makeover please like <laughs>
0: <laughs> he looks so much like his dad it's crazy
1: yeah but like this this yeah right that's true but his his gear was horrible like also uh, jenny my girlfriend was watching with me she also said like is he wearing like diapers or what, what's wrong with that yeah. so it didn't look good at all. So so he needs to work on that, that the, that the gear looks a little better. Also, I don't know who does that for him. But apart from that, I was really surprised. Um, he was doing very good in the ring. I think for his like, first match I ever see of him, I don't know how many red matches he wrestled before. He definitely did some. And... Um, yeah, that, that was just interesting to see him. That I think that that was also the whole angle for me because I, I wasn't giving shit about Cody or uh, QT Marshall and Aaron Solo. I was just interested in how um, Brock Lesnar-Anderson is doing. And uh...
0: <laughs> It was like last week. Do you remember last week when uh, Tony Schiavone was like... Oh, sorry, just because I wasn't here last week, I'm talking about all the stuff that happened last week. But uh, Tony Schiavone was like the in debut of brock and yeah you, <laughs> they're just palpitations in the audience he's like anderson son of Arn Anderson. it's like oh, what's he gonna say don't say lesnar <laughs> stay psych right now
1: don't say something wrong <laughs> the funny thing is like uh, anderson uh, covered him in a jackknife cover so <laughs> <laughs> it's the Jack Hammer, of course from 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 uh you have goldberg. Um, goldberg yeah but it's it's so funny like if yeah if something that's associated with that would have come up but anyway i think the match was uh, okay and brock anderson was impressing me a lot so i'm looking forward to maybe see more of him but less of his bad gear
0: i actually this is gonna so i said there was a lot of okay this match and i'm gonna if i came at this so i I really dislike Cody. I dislike his gimmick. I dislike his ring presence. I, I dislike the nepotism that brought Brock, Le- Brock Lesnar. I've done it as well. Brock Lesnar Anderson into this match. Um, I think QT Marshall, while a decent re- enough wrestler, is an absolute fucking charisma vacuum. I'm not sold on Aaron Solo either, and yet for some reason. I think if I ignored all that and took this for what it was and just, just analyzed this as a bell to bell match, this might have been my match of the night. Straight up. Jack, thoughts please, tell me how wrong I am.
2: <laughs> yeah, this wasn't for me. Um, I? I thought it was cringy. I thought it was like a bring your child to work day.
0: Um <laughs> I was spit out my wine. <laughs> <laughs> no because i see he does he brings all his children to work when well, the other like, week when all the nightmare factory just came out sorry the nightmare family yeah nightmare factory yeah, is still the name yeah. of that. came out with them. never to see half of them again just Honestly, like he brought I'm... his kids to
2: work and again when i was watching today um that road to dynamite and they were showing it it's always cody and arn chatting and brock lesnar anston is just stood there and it's just like he doesn't... He, this is another, as you said, a classic case of, oh, he's part of the Nightmare family. Oh, we'll just throw him in a match. and Throw him straight on TV. I know it's, you know, it's a big moment. I know, you know, it, you know it's it's Arn Anderson's son. It's his first match and he gets the win. But I just got cringed out by it. I I mean... Maybe... I don't, I don't know what other finish this match could have had. I just got cringed out by it. I thought, you know... It was just a classic case of yeah, just Cody's sort of he's just, he just cringes me out. This boy. Yeah, he just there's I d I don't know <laughs> I don't know what to, that means, but I, I think it's hilarious. But I don't know how to describe him as like a metaphor. He's so he's so over the top face.
0: swallowed a fucking dictionary in his fucking promos, hasn't <laughs> he?
2: He's so like, <laughs> he's so over the top face that it's heel you know what I mean? He's two-faced
0: oh. that it just pisses you it's off. It's the, the worst point. feel of the year for me. Yeah, and it's just... Worst face, sorry. Yeah. Worst face. Hard to tell.
2: I think... Oh, was it an alright match? Maybe. I thought, nice touch, you know. Um, Brock pulling out... He, one of Anderson's old moves, anyway. Um, but, no, nah, it just didn't do anything for me. It just seemed a bit of a... Let's treat Cody with the extra special treatment of being evp can you know and just again with brock as well it's a shame because there's so many wrestlers on like dark and dark elevation i've noticed that deserve more chance and they don't get it. And we can talk about it every week because i know we it gets brought up but it's true like one of my favorite and i watched their um that outside the ring they've done on youtube that bear country there for me i know it's a completely different they're not a single wrestler but they they deserve. No, the... it's not
0: different. They could be brought. I yeah. could bring them on and wheel them out. Can't exactly. You? But, you know, I, I just think they're they're not Nightmare Family graduates. I no. take it Nightmare Factory.
2: No, and it's it's just it it's that, and you know, I'm, I'll cut it short because otherwise we'll just go on for another ten fifty minutes about how we hate the the um, preferential treatment that Nightmare Family get. But it is annoying because you've got genuine genuinely good wrestlers. I'm not saying Nightmare Family aren't good wrestlers, but other wrestlers. That just because they're not in that family don't get the same sort of treatment. That's all we're gonna say. I'm not gonna ask for your opinion on it, Tom, because I know we could just drag
0: this out. But Well no, I I, there is something I would just would like to say is that is that and pick up on what you said about how he got handed the win in his first ever match. This is a big one of the big differences between Japanese and North American wrestling is that in Japanese wrestling, new people do not come in and win their first matches. They get the shit kicked out of them for months, if not years. Do you know what I mean? In their in their matches, um, and they have to build up. It happens in happens in uh, New Japan with the with the Young Lion system. It happens in Stardom and TJPW. They've got Lady C in Stardom. She still hasn't got a win yet. Um, Someone else who's just debuted in, in TGPW who's got, like, an uh, idol history they put straight into the program Maki Ito. I can't remember her name, but she's losing all the time as well. Um, Kaigo Nakamura on uh, on DDT. Just, like, that's how they do it. Do you know what I mean? And it makes so much more sense to me that, you you know, you root for them and finally want to see them win. And it's like, I, I just don't understand this this bringing them in just to hand them a big win because where do you go from there? Do you know what I mean? From a, from a win on Dynamite. You've already you know there's less of a journey to be had if you just go straight and like and it doesn't even work because like where's lee johnson now after they made such a big deal out of his win you know and they, they act like he was the first man to ever win a fucking wrestling match and fucking everyone crying and him thanking god and all this n- nonsense no not the god is nonsense we respect people of all beliefs i'm just I'm, I'm saying the presentation of lee johnson coming out was 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 yeah it's, it's just like you said it's it's nightmare. It's just the nightmare family gets what whatever Cody wants them to get, and it's. Uh, I just, I just don't know how any how these. I mean, obviously they haven't really got a live crowd for this one, but I don't know even when they do, how people are even rooting against QT Marshall because QT Marshall's right when he says that there's just Cody's so much nepotism with with who he's given debuts to and stuff. It's just so true, um, and and add in all the kind of American patriot shit as well, like. Ugh. But um, wouldn't
1: this be a great thing to do a double turn in the match one day where everyone is like really sick and tired of Cody and really cutie Marshall address it, address it is address it at add, add, my fucking God addresses as a German. I'm usually good with an SS, but addresses oh to, <laughs> the, <laughs> to the people. <laughs> addresses it is to the people and everyone's like, yeah, he's true, he's true. And then within a few weeks, they're going to make it and then on the pay-per-view, they're going to make the double turn until Cody turns and becomes this Homelander guy who says, fuck you all, you fucking idiots. But that, it's, made it. gonna, it's made for
2: it.
0: It's made for a Homelander yeah. storyline. <laughs> <laughs> that's, probably, that's probably what they're going to do, but then they're going to act like they always planned this and they clearly didn't. This was clearly a, a face angle gone wrong, gone very wrong. Do you know what I mean? And they're going to act like... You know, you're gonna get these people like, "See, Mark's. This was always the fucking plan." Like, no, it wasn't. But it's they need bullshit, to, they I mean.
2: need to address it because yeah, the, they no, should. No, no, that, d- that was their game all
0: along. Is
2: that AEW is for the fans? So they should say, "Look, we did Planet as face, but you guys
0: prefer him as hell, So here you go. Here's Homelander." <laughs> I mean. <laughs> is Wonderwall no um he's, yeah, yeah that, no that's absolutely what it's absolutely what they should do but like it's just annoying that there's going to be people acting like this was always the plan when it and it clearly wasn't but anyway moving on like Jack suggested Next up, we had a little promo, a very little promo, might I say, from Lance Archer and Jake Roberts. Um, basically, long and short of it was Roberts says uh, Archer doesn't want to wait and that he can't control him. He can't stop him from doing whatever he's going to do. Um, pff, Jack, just, uh, yeah, there's not much to talk about here, but what, what is your, oh, first off. Going on from the previous match, where does your QT meter stand right now? I think it was about, uh, I think it was about a two at one point. So give us an update on the Qt meter, and um, and tell us uh, what you thought of this and the direction that uh, Lance Archer is going.
2: Well, I mean, I can't remember when we last done a um, a QT meter update. So let's let's be generous because he is he is growing on me. Let's go him up to a four. Um, bloody hell! And I know. I thought I, did. Oh, I That was a Ron Weasley bloody hell. <laughs> <laughs>
0: bloody <laughs> hell
2: <laughs> no it reminds me of just a TikTok I saw this week uh, or oh, last week of um, someone taking the piss out of that scene in the first Harry Potter with the chest Harry you got yeah, to I go. saw <laughs> that, I I saw that too <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> honestly just incredible um, but no yeah so we'll bump out to four because it's been a while and he is growing on me and Cody's sliding down they're going to they're going to overlap soon it's going to be incredible scenes honestly um, they already have for me I'm on about I'm on about a <laughs> five out of ten for both for them mad um but now with lance archer what was this i mean it just it is a it's a classic case of we've got a wrestler who's not got a storyline or anything going at the moment let's give him a promo
0: just so people remember he's there to me and I'm, a, was- I'm 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 gonna call their bluff i'm gonna i'm gonna pay attention to Lance Archer more than anyone else on the roster (laughs) to see if this throwaway promo goes anywhere and call them out if it doesn't. That's what I'm going to do. Watch this space. I mean, that's what this podcast is for, so... (laughs) Being a prick. Yeah, exactly. Um, Yeah, I feel really bad that I gave that to you because uh, Patrick gets the next one, but, you know, it's the way the cookie crumbles. That next one would be JR talking to Andrade El Hilo. So... JR asks Andrade, why AEW? Why have you come here? You could have gone anywhere. Andrade gets subtitles despite speaking English and
2: uh, <laughs> says I that. I did notice the... though he did um, slip between he Spanish said he and did, yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: he says that all the talent is at AEW and he wants the titles, um, TNT and world titles specifically, and he goes on to kind of specify, you know, the world title would be pre- preferable. Who wouldn't think that? Um, he switches as Jack said, to Spanish, to talk about Vicky. Says she understands the business because she's a Guerrero and was involved in that family. Says he and Vicky have a surprise that they are to unveil uh, soon. Patrick, what were your thoughts on this? And also, can I ask you a question? Like, I watched Andrade in WWE. I, I'm trying to say this culturally sensitivity i didn't realize his english was this unpolished or is this like an angle or um yeah i, I hope that was fine but yeah <laughs> I think that's
1: fine more, more fine than my ss reference i think
0: <laughs> i mean I, I, uh, props to anyone who speaks a second language you know i mean yeah, it's just sure. I, I, I thought he could cut a promo and i may be just misremembering stuff from his wwe days
1: I also kind of recall that he was talking that much on WWE. This is why I think he had Zelina Vega pretty quickly in his, in his run there. Um, but I was funny, I was... Yeah. I was also thinking about like this question. Like, I was really thinking about like, okay, if his English is that uh, limited right now, I wouldn't say bad, but it's not the best, yeah. but it's just limited. Uh, Fucking
0: Patrick's I, done cultural sensitivity training. I, I, I need to get to whatever <laughs> class you're taking.
1: <laughs> it's German life. <laughs> True, yeah. First thing Continue. you get taught in school, you're a Nazi, you're bad. You just have to do, you know, I <laughs> have to feel sorry. Feel the, the
0: shame. Yes. <laughs> Very. Very right um,
1: <laughs> but what, what i was thinking about is like he is together with charlotte now for i don't know how long and i would have thought his english improved then a little more when he's around with an english native speaker a little more but also
2: i'm um, quickly not yeah. you know you know i'm very amateur with my that's why we love life. you because you give it we got so many different takes on this podcast i didn't know right? he was and with we? charlotte
0: yeah, really?
1: He is. They're married, aren't they? <laughs> mad. Yeah, they m- might no. be. I mean, I yeah, don't know yeah, how I feel be.
2: about this. I, not in a bad way or a good way. Just just ask new information. Thank, Thank you, Patrick. This That's is why we this podcast. It's going to be a podcast. wrestling prodigy. We're go- we are going how. to learn on this podcast. That is why you listeners are here.
1: <laughs> so he has one son-in-law, which is a wrestler, and the other son-in-law who's, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's not talk about his physique then but uh, you know who oh it is, yeah right? comrade
0: thompson, <laughs> yeah. <Conrad> thompson.
1: <laughs> but that's it, actually the funniest story when i found out he's his son-in-law i was like okay that's i think i told weird. you that i
0: think I. yeah i think you, you told me that it was one of our quizzes you found out and you were like what? yeah
1: <laughs> uh, but yeah coming back to that um i'm not really sure if it's his English, or if he wants to do this limited English, like like Panta does, because Penta can speak English. Uh, quite okay, can I would he? say. Like from yeah, from from some promos now, what he says and so like, I th- and when when he speaks in between, you're like, okay, you speak actually pretty good English. Like it, your accent is not that big, so I presume that he is talking not that bad English, and I'm like also now okay, maybe they are just. It's just maybe a little work because he was talking Spanish in between uh, the subtitles and everything to lure more yeah. Spanish get people the, in uh, to get this feeling a little more. Yeah, right. Skeptical. To get this a little more. So and also having Vicky Guerrero as his manager is uh, for me, like th- that's genius. Now with Nyla Rose, I was like, ah. and now with this genius, really good. I'm really looking forward to that. Um and I like this sit-down interview in general. Of course, you know what, what what comes in there, like like the content is not very deep or so, but I liked how he was talking with it. Slow, Latino voice. I'm the faith of the Latinos. He was talking like this. I, I like that. Like, it was impressive. It'll turn you on I a little mean, bit.
0: I was about to say, does it <laughs> <up? laughs> Oh, I'm alpha, call, just hearing you imitate it.
1: Call 555. <laughs> he uh, likes a uh, uh, Latino. <laughs> 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 Elidolopines.com. <laughs> <laughs> only only two dollars per minute
0: <laughs> quickly rush to uh, get that domain name <laughs> <laughs> we, we've got to register at <laughs>
1: Uh, Uh uh, yeah but yeah in general it it was it was quite cool i'm I'm looking forward to that also the surprise they announced now i'm really curious to see who's the surprise what's the surprise maybe it's it's not that big they're just making a big rumble about it but um yeah i'm curious to see this this is a nice build-up it's a slow and nice build-up
0: next up we had Alex Marvez talking to Hangman Adam Page. I always like these interviews. Marvez asks uh, Page if he accepts Hobbs' challenge, and um, Hangman Page basically says, "Yeah, he's earned it. I accept the challenge." Um, but I'm just happy I'm here with uh, good friends and cold beer. He uh, Marvez then asks him about Kenny Omega. He's the number two, you know, number two ranked. Implications of a Kenny Omega potential match, and once again he completely dodges a question, as if Alex Marvez doesn't ask it, I really enjoy this long-term booking, but yeah he dodges a question and says Silver will be back soon, his uh, shoulders nearly healed everyone's all hyped up uh, talks about Preston Vance, aka 10, giving a good performance the other week mentions that 5 has a new jacket <laughs> I love how, you know, Alan 5 Angels is always the uh you know, the butt of jokes so that, that was the best compliment he could give him and uh, then they all show their appreciation for Evil Uno and the performance he gave in his TNT match, TNT title match, uh, lift him on their shoulders, no? Uno, no? got the crowd quite hyped up as well, the fake crowd. Um, Jack, you get to talk about the Dark Order. What do you make of this uh, this segment?
2: Ooh no
0: ooh no ooh, no ooh, no ooh, no <laughs> No love it. Um any any segment with these
2: guys is great. Uh Johnny Hungy, I'm looking forward to him being back in action. Almost there, almost there. I, I just love how gassed up he gets back he's like, he's like yeah and he starts like flexing his muscles and stuff. But yeah again, hangman dodging the question. Um agree with you, great long term booking. Um and this was the this is the I think the the one storyline they can't fuck up. Yeah, I think I think it's impossible to fuck this storyline up. I think if they manage to somehow, um, then you know we got uh, ask serious questions. I think every other storyline in our in this um, promotion could possibly you know either go go boring, go cold, go to, you know all this sort of stuff. Even the pinnacle in a circle, which arguably is probably the second best sort of storyline, hardest but, to fuck up one yeah. exactly. But this one genuinely is right in itself. And the fans want it to go longer because the longer you leave it, the better the outcome. Do you know what I mean? So there's no way they can fuck this
0: up. I don't I, think... You say there's no way you can fuck this up, and I agree. The
1: longer, the better the outcome. That's what she said. Sorry. But <laughs> myself. Michael there's
0: Scott, no, that's what she said. There's <laughs> there's. no, there's, I agree there's no way... That, there's almost no way they can fuck this up, but I believe there is ways they can make this even better, right? So I think it would be a mistake... To have Hangman win the first time, because yeah, I, think I that's agree. What everyone's, I think that's what everyone's expecting, and I think the problem with AEW is, like you say, they are fan y that you mentioned before, but they often don't predict. You know, the markings of a the markings of a good uh, pro wrestling company is giving the given the people what they want. The markings of a great one is predicting what the people want before they know it. Do you know what I mean? So if uh, it was good, it's good. To put MGF and Sammy Guevara program now, it would have been great if they predicted it before and Sammy was the one who went off the cage, right? So it's, and it will be, it will be good if we get the Hangman Page kicking out of the One Winged Angel and winning the title. It'll be great if they predict, you know, if they then, if they haven't failed it the first time. And, cause that's what everyone's expecting. Everyone's expecting this match where Hangman Page kicks out of the One Winged Angel. And wins the match. Give us the match where he doesn't kick out the one we named Joel. Everyone's there expecting him to kick out at two. Everyone's on and then he doesn't, they're like <gasps> you know, the air leaves the building and give it us again. Do you know what I mean? Like this this can be Okada Omega all over again. Just you know, just let it let it let it simmer, you know? That's uh, that's what I want anyway. I don't know about you, Jack. No, exactly the same. Right. Patrick. Nothing to add. We are in agreement. Okay, next up we had Penelope Ford versus Julia Hart. So starting anyway uh, Penelope Ford distracted JR was talking about the previous promo and then Penelope Ford did the splits and do you notice as he completely <laughs> yeah. lost his train <laughs> of thought he's like and Hangman Page he uh <laughs> uh
1: <laughs> like that he was like, like w- women are capable of that nowadays Jesus Christ <laughs>
0: <laughs> Where was that uh, in my day <laughs> <laughs> I've wasted my youth <laughs> um. <laughs> this is uh yeah you can criticise JR when he's intending lecherous but when it's accidental like this, we can all have a good laugh. Um, yeah, we all know he's very fond of of our Penelope. Um, straight off the bat, uh, she Penelope Ford took down Julia Hart with a nice throw into a headlock. Heads his reversal from Hart, Ford escapes side headlock and shoulder tackle from her before Hart hits a drop kick and a crossbody. Ford hits a knee drop to the apron, inside to out, snapmare, and a kick to the spine by Penelope Ford, and a handspring back elbow followed up by a high boot in the corner. Um, then we get a, a ad break without picture and picture, which is just you know where's the women's revolution when you need it? Because this was the, this was the you know the piss break spot. Um, but uh, yeah, we come back and they're trading they're trading strikes. And we get a handspring from Julia Hart, which wasn't quite as smooth as uh as Penelope Ford's. Um, and then she hits a very slow sunset flip. Again, you know, isn't this like her first or second match or something? And she's 19, like she looked really green in this match, but it's to be expected, do you know what I mean? So um some kicks from Hart get reversed by Ford who gets her on her shoulders, uh, her carry position, and then hits a gut buster um she goes for the Soul, which uh, gets reversed, then Julia gets her move avoided, and Ford makes her tap to the Indian Deathlock. After the match, Miro merges... Um pretty sure did he talk about god some more here um yeah pretty sure he did i just i just love that no one's even talking about this that he's going for some sort of evangelical christian gimmick and everyone's just ignoring it because i don't maybe because inconvenient in america but i love that he just keeps doubling down on it no matter how uncomfortable people clearly are with not making this a thing um anyway he says he'll he does this awesome head game stuff where he says he'll fight for penelope with kip not being there despite the fact that in kayfabe he's the one that put kip out of action and just absolutely lights up the vasty blondes and beats the shit out of them um anyway who are we going to on this we're going to patrick because we went to jack on the last one first yeah what did you make of this
1: so first of all let's come to the match before, the match I, address yeah, yeah, before I address something yeah before it was a good match. Really nice showcase match of them. I like Julia Hart also. she's. It's interesting also how they point out like all the time like that she was a, a cheerleader before and then making the switch to wrestling. That's super nice to see. Also, like I like Penelope Ford a, a lot. And
0: Penelope Ford was fantastic. I don't know if she's, she's elevated because, I mean, I know you said you like Julia Hart, but you have to agree she looked pretty green in this match now
1: yeah yeah of course of course she looked green but I'm, I'm still impressed like where these people come from she's super young and she does that now to get the transition from 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 cheerleading and i'm just like okay that that's that's interesting to see she's not that bad you know the thing i'm thinking about is more like when you think about wwe people just coming in from like from other directions and especially the women how bad they are really like or they were in, in the in the past and aw the women are really really good when they bring them in like from from somewhere like it's 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 a different it's it's completely different uh, era i would say or maybe like a different quality they bring in then although she's not the perfect wrestler yet but she has a lot of potential and penelope ford is also so underutilized for the whole women's division yeah that's that's what I can say about the match and what I w- really want to address now with this match is uh, uh, where's what has the the women's division now become after all the months now are we back Far become <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like what wh- 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 where are we now again like we're back in the old uh, scheme again like now this match was completely random and not a dynamite worthy match to be honest this was an elevation or dark normal match um, there was no storyline behind it they should build more on the storyline on the wrestlers uh, which are in the focus then and don't bring these matches up if they don't mean so much to the storylines right now and also bring it up a- bring up a second women's Match really every week, so just make it more. They showed the potential which was there. The women's tournament was awesome, maybe, yeah, one of the best things until now from AEW this year, and now it's gone, it vanished away into the sky. It feels like
2: I, I semi disagree with that. Um, that it was pointless, but not in a, I, I agree, it was a squash match, and there were other better women's matches they could have had, especially they seem to be building a Nyla Brit thing, however. Um, I think, in a sort of way that would would piss me off as well, and obviously you know, they've used a women's match to push a men's feud. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Which is not the and right thing to do. And I noticed that thing we were
0: talking do. about there's a there's a concept in I can't remember what it's called, but there's a concept in movies to determine whether women have like oh yeah super super feminist story hour now uh, whether women have like autonomy in the matches. It's like uh, in the in the in the movie sorry it's like is there a scene in the movie where two women are talking and it's not about a man do you know what i mean and and in this match at least through the beginning of it all commentary we're talking about was like blokes i mean they were talking about the hangman stuff to begin with and then talking about kip and, Miro. and it's like you know it did feel like a step back but at the same time i'd advise against like alarmism with the women's title stuff until we're back on wednesdays because as we all know this isn't really dynamite that we're in right now this is this is terrible time slot because of the nba playoffs darknamite if you will do you know what i mean so i would i would i wouldn't i would say don't get don't get so worried that all the uh hard work of building the women's division in 2021 is going to disappear because i don't think it will
2: on a completely unrelated note, but still AW related, made me laugh on BT that they keep on referring to Sammy Guevara's blog as BT Dark.
0: Just wanted to mention that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's funny as fuck. Oh, but uh, what about after the match? The stuff with uh, stuff with Mirror. Either of you can chime in. I don't care. I've, yeah, I've, yeah. I'm shit faced at this point, so. <laughs> Patrick, you want to go? Yeah.
1: yeah, thank you, thank you for the honour. like there's uh, there's really nothing big to say like it's interesting because we know why why uh, kip isn't there because he's injured um but uh, it's it's interesting that he comes out and just just kills everyone <laughs> i like that but it was, um, it, was, a monster. it was
0: it was super kind of complex how he came out to kind of um kind of ironically defend penelope ford's honor. When he's the one that put Kip Sabin out, he's like, where's Kip, Penelope? Where's Kip? Oh, you're in, you're in a three-on-one. It's just, it's just complex, and I like that. This is one of the things, Miro is one of the guys that really piques my interest at the moment.
1: Yeah, that's true. I'm, I'm, I'm still very interested to see if Lana will show up with him, because this could make him an even better, like a bigger star, and bring him in a real great position i think when they could when... do
2: as well a mixed gender match can they that could be the yeah, yeah. one they could do That's... lana lana and Miro versus penelope and kip and that'd be he cool writes itself yeah exactly exactly or, well i mean i know they're building for the mirror kip which i by the way am absolutely pumped for because i you know i feel like this has been a really good um not always not the whole time but yeah, it, it's got my interest and i can't wait for when kip does come back for it to happen but yeah perfect way to lana to be introduced as well to have one of their matches that obviously you know typical wrestling before we get to the big feud let's have the couple of matches to hype up that i.e being or even you know could be a, a way to introduce lana after that match either way but it's a cool thing
0: to do yeah i think she's definitely AEW bound um assuming wwe don't rehire him because i have heard rumblings that that's you know there's people in the business in the company that want that to happen uh, i think alistair black's probably also also aw bound him and lana both um, yeah just
1: just just read that on on, on uh, uh on the sc from from the resting observer newsletter resting observer radio that uh they confirmed that or no they, they don't, didn't confirm but they are pretty sure from what they heard that he will show up pretty soon in aw alistair black
0: yeah i i i think it would be the wrong decision to sign anyone else Um, They've already got a pretty stacked roster. I know Braun Strowman, just because of his name value, is probably going to be quite tempting to them. But I really, uh, just as an AEW fan, I really hope they don't sign him. But we'll see. Next up, we had Tony Schiavone talking to Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. So, um, well, before they even get going, really, Vicky interrupts and challenges the Doctor. Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, to a match on behalf of Nyla. Um, she kind of talks about, oh, we all know, she mentions the, the burgers. She's like, that's how you like to celebrate your matches and stuff. Um, Vicky basically says that Tony Khan owes her a favor for bringing in Andrade and uh, that it will be Britt Baker and Rebel versus Nyla Rose and herself. So the Vicious Vixens will finally justify them, so them having a team name. Jack... Thoughts as a Brit Baker fan.
2: Yeah, naturally I would normally hate this, um, because <laughs> I'm not I'm well I'm not a Nyla Rose fan and it's you know uh, a part of me and the old version of me I'd say would be like, Why are they bringing Nyla Rose back for like anyway? However, whilst you were talking then and whilst I knew this part was coming up, I had a little thought to myself and I stepped back and actually I think this is the perfect first challenge for I agree. Brits belt because they're not going to give it back to Nyla so it's a chance for Brit to have a feud have a you know a build have a first title um, defense but know that they're going to win but still be able to you know it, it'd be cool if she in a way if they're doing it like this go through the old champs and then yep. kind of, so oh, yeah. had Nyla, maybe have a, a feud with maybe Riho and then maybe Sheida comes back up. Cause you know, he's working our way back up and then have a couple, maybe new ones before she loses it to, I don't know someone like maybe Anna Jay when she's back or something like that. But I think this for me is a perfect way to start because it makes her look good because Nyla Rose is the, you know, the, the unit of the women's division. Um, and you know, really, uh, well, I was about to say a good old, um, good old champ, but not really, but, um, but no, I think, I think this is the right booking. So am I looking forward to the match? Not really. But for the future for Britt Baker, uh, you know, I am looking forward to that. And if, if this is one of the um, steps she has to take to have a successful title reign, then sure, why not? But, you know, um, it'll be nice to see her as um, champ for them, them
0: Pittsburgh shows, her hometown. So that'd be cool. This is, this is what I mean. Like, if you're going to... If you're going to do heel versus heel, you've got to make sure of two things. You've got to make sure the pers- the heel that is like the de facto face in the feud is absolutely beloved, despite being a, definitely, definitely a heel, but still beloved. And Britt Baker is beloved out of Pittsburgh. So God knows what it's going to be like in Pittsburgh, you know, based on the reaction she got when she won the title at Double or Nothing. And secondly, you've got to make sure the heel is really fucking heel. And... Um, vicky guerrero is i stand by this she is one of the best heels of her time in wwe um you know the the nuclear heat she could get She just with two words with the excuse me and she'd come out and the crowd man they were booing her as loud as they used to cheer stone cold steve austin it's crazy like and um and it's carried over to AEW. they were booing her so loud they didn't hear her fucking announce andrade the other week so like you know, uh, obviously it's really Britt Baker versus Nyla Rose, but the presence of Vicky Guerrero is gonna make it this just this awesome kind of anti-hero versus fucking superface. And I'm really looking forward to it, I agree. Next up we had a little promo um showcasing the kind of rivalry between FTR and Santana and Ortiz. So, first off, they said they both have scratched and clawed their way up and come from nothing. Um, Both mention how they're the best tag teams. They they, they both believe that. Uh, They also both talk about their difficult upbringings, obviously showing their similarities. FDR um, spend money on fancy stuff, they say, because they've earned it. And they say they see shame and embarrassment in Santana and Ortiz's eyes when they look at them. Uh, Patrick, what did you think about this this little segment? This is a bit rather cinematic, wasn't it? For for a little promo.
1: Yeah, it was nice. It was um, interesting that they're making it now so serious between both of them. Um, we haven't seen a lot from from uh, now proud and powerful or Santana and Ortiz in a while. Although, like FTR was also not so prominent on on um, on Dynamite, like regarding to matches. So. Have
0: quite, you know they've quite been quite not disappointed since they've come in but they're they've been less quite than quiet expected. Yeah. yeah
1: so um yeah I'm, I'm just curious to see like the outcome of this like, it's, it's it's a nice segment in between but let's see what what this will uh bring to the table for us in the end of the day
0: i mean yeah i'm excited to see this playoff match to be honest like the matches that are coming together for the next kind of pay-per-view or special events and stuff like this and the Christian Cage versus Matt Hardy match, I'm, you know, I'm quite excited about, to be honest so, you know, this is a match I'm definitely looking forward to and I'd like to see Santana Ortiz kind of work their way to a title shot, to be honest because if anyone deserves it, do you know what I mean definitely them next up we had Smart Mark Sterling. Smart, that's hard to say after two glasses of wine, Smart Mark (laughs) Sterling and Jade Cargill, um they okay, so this This was the weirdest shit of the night for me. This this was a low point and you know you know what I'm gonna give it, and I'll give it later. But uh they mentioned how they've partnered with the Toronto four seasons. Which is the most random shit I've ever heard. And Jade says her her uh, her victims can stay there after she's beaten them. Um and that they should come up with a discount code, you know, that bitch as the discount code. They they plug rampage a little bit and then she she says the catchphrase again and Jack what do you make of this like oh make it make sense?
2: Well, instead of saying she's that bitch, I'm gonna say she's that bitch. Like <laughs> the the tone <laughs> sums it up for me. This is how is she. She's a, she's
0: why a, Toronto Why to, I'm so confused is she, is she Jack from, I'm so is she confused from there?
2: should I have a quick little look do you no reckon? she's or, not She's. From, I think she's from Florida is she let's have a quick little look yeah Florida a, so it makes no sense it's I, I don't get
0: why, what why happened why the Toronto there. 4 why a hotel is Mark why, Sterling why Toronto? from is he from
2: there let's have a little look I I just, it's so random to be fair I can't even find Mark Sterling on here um, it's so bloody it random is that him definitely not him um yeah no idea this was a really weird segment um but the are teasing rampage which is cool um I'm looking forward to that but apart from that this was a very skippable um moment
0: for dynamite skippable it was fucking it was a glitch the matrix it confused the fuck out of me I can't, I can't get my head around it it's keep me up at night if I spend any more time on it let's go on next up was our main event of the evening. I won't say that too loud because I get shit when I do that from my co-hosts. It was uh, <laughs> Penta El Miedo, Frankie Kazarian and Eddie Kingston versus Matt Jackson and the Good Brothers. So, take a deep breath because you know how these main events get, these six-man main events. The bell rings and Kazarian charges at Carl Anderson. He was very intense from the get-go was Kazarian from the moment he emerged from the tunnel. He rolls him up for a two before hitting a big clothesline. Tags in Penta, who kicks Anderson but gets his eyes raked. Matt Jackson is in. Penta hits a thrust kick on Carl Anderson, a sling blade on Matt, and then one more sling blade to Karl Anderson. Kingston is in, puts Matt in a hold while Penta kicks in and throws him into the turnbuckle. Doc Gallows is uh, in, I believe, at this point. Kingston tries to shoulder block him off his feet twice before diving on him. Um, it all breaks down at ringside. Eddie is biting Carl Anderson. Uh, the solitary buck hits a crossbody to Kingston. Uh, no Nick Jackson this week, obviously. Well, or was there? We'll see later. Gallows boots Kingston off an Irish whip by Matt. Uh, Brandon Cutler gets involved and cold sprays Matt Jackson's cock. <laughs> uh, there's a beatdown back in the ring. Uh, Matt tags in Gallows. And then Gallows tags in Anderson. Kingston battles to his feet, but uh, Anderson gouges him again and puts him in the corner. I think this was during the ad break because it's that typical ad break. He'll beat down. Um, Gallows is in and him and Carl Anderson kind of do what I can only refer to as an assisted drop kick by picking up uh, Matt Jackson and running him into, uh, into Kingston. Um, and then Matt is in legally. Eddie battles out against him with a bally-to-back suplex, gets the tag to Frankie Kazarian, who comes in guns blazing, flying forearm to Anderson, and then some sort, you know, his, his kind of, I don't know, it was some sort of hip drop against Matt, I, I guess you would call it, and then hits his uh, his signature leg drop off the ropes on Anderson. Anderson tries to go for the spinebuster, but gets caught in the crossface chicken wing by Kaz. Kaz hits Gallows with an enziguri, Anderson capitalizes on the distraction with a spine buster. Penta comes in with a crossbody and a backbreaker, takes out the good brothers with a tope con hilo. Uh, bottom rope DDT on Matt Jackson from Penta. He hits the Gomagiri. Then Eddie Kingston hits a running knee strike. And then uh, Frankie Kazarian comes in with the front face and dropkick. They hit the, well, they being Penta hits the fear factor. Kingston hits the backdrop driver and then Frankie Zarian, God bless him, hits the Angels' wings, Christopher Daniels' finisher. Gallows breaks up the pin, carries Matt to the corner for Anderson to tag himself in. Anderson reverses Penta's offense into a neckbreaker. The Good Brothers hit a tag move. It was sort of kind of like a backdrop neckbreaker sort of thing. Matt hits a splash and they get a near fall. Kazarian stops the magic killer. Kingston blocks Matt's superkick. Anderson comes in with a high kick. Backstabber from Penta on Anderson. Penta goes up top. Nick gets in with the cold spray. We've seen this before. So Penta's blinded by the cold spray. So Anderson goes up and joins him and hits the super cutter off the top rope for the victory. I think that's the best I've ever done in one of these kind of mad matches. I don't know about you. Jack, what did you think of this match? And more importantly, what did you think of my commentary there? Your commentary was exceptional.
2: Top work. Have a Five stars, six in the Tokyo Day. Have have a lovely drink to celebrate whilst I take this. Yeah, loved it. Loved this match. Always do. I do have an issue though with it. Um, Yeah. It's and I don't know, kind of. Well, what's going on here? Not in a bad way, but me. No, please, please,
0: please lay into it because I have my own thoughts here.
2: Uh, Basically, I think it. They they're putting the heel elite over too often on these main event matches um and i think we've seen quite often recently the same ending to dynamites um recent recently basically i think um sure they've they've pulled it a lot and it works um a couple times the the heel ending to get the win but i feel like they're doing it too often um i think especially with it being his first major match as the Elite Hunter, Kazarian definitely should have got the win here, and um, to kind of you know establish it. They they didn't need the win here.
0: The win here didn't kind of. And Kyle Anderson could take a pin as well. Would you yeah, know? I mean they, without hurting them too much. So.
2: Exactly. That that's I mean. Um, it's, it's sad to kind of say it but that's why I think the good brothers are good in this here leap because they're the ones that can eat the pins saving Kenny and the Bucks obviously as champs to you know still look still look hot I just think I don't think they're a danger of it yet I think they can still get away with it but if they keep on doing this they'll very slowly people stop you know liking this sort of setup. they've got a good thing and I think they're sort of over killing it a bit um i think it'd be nice if because i i mean i i don't know the official um stat but how many of these main event um super elite how many of these super elite main events have they ended up winning and and to that i would have to get up exactly and to that stat how many have they been heel finishes it just seems like they're doing it quite a lot um
0: his his sorry 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 finish
2: no no that's basically what i wanted to say other than that this was a great six-man tag um i got i got off by aw this week actually because they put on their twitter um a little hint of, like a little title so i retweeted it saying new title incoming," immediately getting hyped thinking it was a six-man tag and no it was their um stupid replica aw title belt you can now buy for 600... stupid i want to buy that <laughs>
0: shit up <laughs> I get it to, take to
2: comic-con and fucking get signed <laughs> but, um but no other than that um I can't remember what I was saying was that yeah no yeah so the six man tag is well you know the, the three man title is it's ready to go whenever they want to drop it um, because they've they've been killing it with these really um I think killing I've loved business I know I think I've loved every <laughs> single one um, yeah they're, they're good fun and you know there's plenty of teams there so, so yeah a, a really good match don't get me wrong really enjoyed it possibly match in a night um but just the ending seems to keep on annoying me a little bit
0: it wasn't my match tonight because clearly i've lost my mind in giving it to the match you know i'm going to give it to however yeah no it was good it was good it was good it was just i have to agree with you about the finish and but i will to in its defense i do think this is a symptom of the time slot the fact that they are not wasting an innovative finish because obviously Cutler interrupted with the cold spray in one of their matches, and then um, they cold sprayed Julia Hart in another match. These, for me, the these were different enough for it to just be, oh, yeah, they're the Young Bucks, they use the cold spray, but it's different, do you know what I mean? It's, it's different, whereas whereas this time it was so similar to when Cutler did it, but I think that's because they don't want to waste any new and innovative finishes on, on the time slot they're in. So... You know, I understand it from that perspective. My other issue with this match was it felt like pretty much everyone, with the exception of probably Kazarian, was just kind of going through the motions like we've seen from them before in these kind of matches. Kazarian was the only one that kind of felt like he was wrestling with, like, any real sort of intensity and, like, you know, trying to tell a story. Whereas you know, all the others felt like they were they were wrestling the time slot, whereas Kazarian was like, I'm fucking taking this chance, and and unsurprisingly, because all these other guys pretty much, they should not be surprised to get a main event slot, but Kazarian, he's like, this is my chance, Do you know what I mean? And, like, he was the standout of this match, um, and he gave 110%, I just don't think the others did as much, and while, you know, this might have been a slightly more in- an entertaining match than the you know, the the tag match from earlier, I'll probably give my match of the night to the tag match from earlier, even though I'm assuming both of you are probably going to give this your match of the night. Um, But I just thought it was below par from what we expect from these kind of 100 mile an hour kind of six man tag main events involving the super elite that we've seen before. Anyway, Patrick, let let me pass over to you.
1: Well, you guys already made some really good points. Uh, I can just say that I enjoyed the match, but it was kind of also repetitive. Um... Again, that we have such this a match. is what I mean, like going through the matches. Match again. Yeah, that it's again like a six-man match. Although I like the, uh, the um, combination of uh, Penta, Eddie, and Frankie Kazarian. Maybe there's a bigger stable growing, but as I, I think I said that last week and the week before, so that I can really see that. I really like to see that. Um, yeah, and they're just putting over the elite still. Also, like you said before, like, yes, the bad guys who are like, they're getting a little... Um, too comedic also in some parts like last week was a little too much comedy for me at some points in the match also they shouldn't just make it or just focus it on as they they just should bring also um, matches where they show that they are the best wrestlers and not only win unfair because it's it's one thing to to show uh wrestlers Uh, that they can just win by being unfair, like MJF, because we don't know yet about MJF, but Kenny and the Bucks, they don't need that. They they are better than their opponents, and that's what we all know, and they should maybe focus a little bit also on that more. Just to
0: ask the tough questions, um, would you not say that if it gets you mad, then that might be their intention, that they can wrestle, they they can win clean, and they can win you know with their superior wrestling but they just are choosing not to, and they're choosing to be underhanded and will you not say that that's part of the kind of heel presentation that they're going for
1: it is definitely definitely but it's also but kind of and not a fan if it's like if they if they do that week in week out with these matches then it's some kind of like oh i don't know like also under utilizing the wrestler because yes they are doing that a little bit but also um like the match uh where uh um, what was it, uh, the triple threat match between kenny pack and oc it looked like oc can beat kenny omega very easily and almost got the win and, and the title and this the point where i'm like they shouldn't overdo that because we yeah. know that kenny is better than and yeah, and OC is a comedic wrestler, and we know that Yeah, it, it, they should focus a little more on that they are really good wrestlers and let them show that also, that they can do a clean win because they are the best in the world. If they chose to, like you said before, if if they're just not showing it because they don't need to, they can win with cheating, that's fine if they want to, but they also should do matches in between where they can just go like, ah, today I'm just going to go 100%, and then just kill the guy, don't let him any chance at all and it's what they should like balance a little better i think
0: it's a great point because i go back and watch hulk hogan matches and hulk hogan lost about fucking i think you can count on two hands the amount of times hulk hogan lost cre- clean in his entire career maybe one hand it might have been like three or four times he lost clean in his entire career so anytime he's against a heel you like you can guess how it's going to finish do you know what i mean if, if you do one thing too much and so i guess that's the point that you're trying to make you know correct me if i'm wrong that if they're winning heel every week like where's the fun in that because it's it's you know it's that kind of 90s hogan wcw or you know wwe into the noughties kind of thing where every heel you know a heel can't win clean um and by having them win clean every so often it keeps it a bit unpredictable for when they do win a heel do you know what i mean so i that's what i'm taking
1: from yeah, anyway exactly that's it's yeah. a good good summarized yeah
0: um but yeah, what were what were your thoughts on the match itself um, and the, the wrestling quality outside of of how they won it and and their tactics? Was it was it a good match for you? Who particularly out of the six men stood out for you?
1: Yeah, in, in general, I like really like the match. Where, uh, I can just say, like a downturner maybe is Dog Gallows, who was kind of misplaced in that match. I um, really
0: don't rate Dog Gallows that well. I think he's I think he's a good hand, but I think he's definitely. I think Carl anderson's definitely the talent, the more talented yeah, one. The good brother, definitely.
1: For sure. So, so I don't know. Like in the last matches, he felt a little displaced or misplaced, and not really. They, yeah, he just didn't fit into the quality that was in ring, also, at some kind of way. Although, of course, you have Eddie Kingston in there, but I think Eddie shows week in and week out that he's improving and really good, and and for for a good reason at that you high can level. You tell now. Eddie
0: tries really hard. That's that's what yeah. is. you know. Eddie, Eddie will do eddie will do a really fucking kind of sloppy looking enziguri but he tried to do an enziguri and that's yeah. the point do you know what i mean and that's and he looks
1: hard-hitting that's also the thing that's what what he tries to do to look at least hard-hitting or so but um like, yeah like in general like like re- wrestling wise also i like frankie kazarian uh how this new look and presentation is how he's working in the ring um yeah, I, I liked the match in general a lot. I didn't like that it had to be interrupted again by Nick Jackson, but I was thinking, where's Nick Jackson? Oh, okay, this is why he wasn't in the match. Yeah, okay. Just like I said before, for what it is now, okay, but just don't do it all the time because then I'm getting tired. If it's on a weekly basis that they're just winning by, by doing this, then it's, it is it's boring me out, and they don't need to do that with the talent they have. They can tell the story differ differently. Um, through a longer time which I'm really hoping they're doing it through a longer time because then the loss whoever the Bucks are losing the title to or Kenny maybe losing to Hangman or so the the, the pop then will be even bigger and people are booing them now really like when the crowd was there and everyone is booing them so they achieved that and then put it on another level because like you said also we've seen that before on WCW also back in the 90s we've it's, it's, it's if you do a textbook then it gets boring to one point and I hope they're trying to establish something new then there
0: i just i just think this week i mean it's the last one on fridays and i mean next next week we're gonna have saturday so i have no idea how saturday is gonna go but i'm confident that the week after when we're back to wednesdays that'll be it'll be good shit it'll be good shit um Next week could be amazing, or it could be fucking terrible. I've got no idea what's going to happen next week, but we've got some pretty good matches on the card for next week, which we'll talk about. But I think that just about brings us to the end of our Dynamite review. So before we talk about next week's card, we have some uh, we have some awards, both good and bad, to give out. So first off, we'll do our Match of the Night. Jack, give me your Match of the Night.
2: Match of the Night for me was this one. I think all the others um, were... Not high bar, was it? Yeah, it was squash sort of matches or in the the words of Cody's one, cringed me out. Um, But now this one, by far and away, was the one that would look most in place on a normal Dynamite. So therefore, I'm giving it to them. Uh,
0: Well, I mean heaven help me I'm going to say my match of the night was uh, Cody and Brock Anderson versus uh, QT Marshall and Aaron Solo because apparently I've momentarily lost my mind Um, Patrick what was your match of the night
1: also the main event the six-man tag Um, but good point with the uh, Cody and Brock Anderson match that was also it, it was yeah it was surprising but I have to say from quality wise and so like how the match was structured and entertained me that was the main event for me then
0: but, I mean, for me, the main event was just... You know, it's, it's just below... I guess it's it's about the curve. It's just below the quality, for me, of what we... It's a little bit below the quality of what we expect from these guys. And like I said, it did feel... Other than Kazarian, it did feel like everyone was kind of going through the motions a bit. Um, and, you know, I just... Yeah, I, I mean, if I... And I'm just saying... And I agree with you. I agree with Jack, especially your point about Cody and about... It was just... Everything about this match, except the match itself, was absolutely fucking terrible. But the match itself—if I'm to take it in a vacuum to award a match of the night to it—I'm going to say that was my favourite match. But you know, um, back to back to higher standards next week, we hope, and definitely the week after. So uh, that leaves two more, two more awards to give out. We'll—I'll—I'll uh, uh, I'll go first and say my um, my shocker of the week was jade cargill's sponsorship with the toronto four seasons <laughs> i it's it's still uh it's still eerie to me just how strange that was <laughs> i don't want to think about it it's good like i said it's going to keep me up at night why why toronto i don't know <laughs> but uh there you go
1: yeah definitely In- weird
0: patrick your heel moment of the night please
1: my moment of the night i uh, mentioned it already but didn't say it is but uh, it's when uh, kenny was kicking out michael nakazawa who just a millisecond before jumped onto the car to get away and then he kicked him (laughs) off just to sacrifice him to get away (laughs) (laughs) that was just great
2: god damn it
0: yeah how many times is that how many times is Kenny Omega going to win your heel moment of the week? Honestly, it just uh, yeah, it's like him or Don
1: Callis. That's the thing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just goes to show how good this stuff is, and like I completely agree with you. His, I've I said this already, but his backstage stuff is almost always whenever it's on, whenever it's on Dynamite, is almost always the best backstage segment, and sometimes is sometimes is even better than you know some of the in ring stuff we see. But alas, that brings us to the end of our Dynamite review next week's show who has the card for next week's show one of i've you does, done it so- yeah I've i heard you talking about it when we setting up
2: well i mean i only just look now so don't get too excited to be honest i think only two matches have been announced lads so it's quite an easy one
1: yeah right Come i'm also seeing that now, which,
0: yeah. which the uh, which the best card which the best matches are we looking forward to yes yeah, so- anyway
2: go for it jack so um we'll go with the the biggest one first um Kenny Omega versus Jungle Boy for the AEW World Championship. That's going to be their surely main eventing. Well, obviously main eventing. And Hangman Adam Page versus Powerhouse Hobbs.
0: Which one are you looking forward to most, Jack? Oh, it's got to be Kenny and Jungle Boy.
2: Even though what? Jungle Boy is not going to win it, it's still going to be a fantastic match. And that's this is the perfect example of a match where you know the end result, but when they can make you believe that possibly Jungle Boy can win it, and I think that's what this match is going to do.
0: And I think there's going to be some good storytelling in
2: it as well. Yeah. yeah, they were. I think we'll probably see an appearance from Christian Cage at the end to then set up the, the what they originally wanted of Cage versus Omega before the crowd decided they don't really like Cage. Um, so, yeah, that's what I'm predicting.
0: And Patrick, match you're looking forward to the most, do I need to ask?
1: Yeah, no, not really. It's also Kenny, but also the the, the, uh, Angman versus Powerhouse Hops can be a good match. It's not on a pay-per-view level, so we can see what what he can pull off on a pay-per-view level. But I just also found out just on the other note, like the week uh, after next week's show, the show after next week's show has already more matches announced than next week's show. Or this week's show, sorry, this week already, yeah.
0: (laughs) That might be, maybe it's pre-taped.
1: Yeah, it can be. Yeah, yeah, it might be the cause, last cause uh, show before pre- they go one. on the road.
0: Yeah, this one was pre-taped, so it could be the fact that that one's been pre-taped, um, so they know all the matches that. Whereas, it, whereas Saturdays hasn't been taped, probably be taped after after the next Wednesdays. But yeah. Um, as for me, what I'm looking forward to the most is hearing what four seasons Jade Cargill has has partnered with next. I'm I'm on the edge of my fucking seat, guys. I've got to be honest with you. No. <laughs> it's uh, the same match as you that I'm excited for the most so that is Dynamite for this week and for next week um, well that leaves us well on order of business that is Less Important Shows hit it
2: less important shows.
0: did anyone watch Hell in a Cell? no not, not really I uh, to say i <laughs> um, neither I, I watched a, a couple of finishes too um Which finishes did you see? Uh
1: I did see uh Bailey versus Bianca Belair. and that that
0: spot was really fucking fun. The um Yeah,
1: yeah. that that was really good. That was really, really good. Um and I saw uh Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens again. I did not. What was that?
0: (laughs) What was the result of that?
1: Uh Sami Zayn wins with a hell of a kick like well, it was The good thing is, like, when they're in the ring, they're doing it still pretty stiff. So, uh, uh, Sami Zayn was bleeding from his mouth, or was it Kevin Owens? I'm not sure, or either both, but uh, yeah, it's 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 interesting that's uh, yeah, it's it's the only feud I, s- I said it not three times, I guess, but off the air mostly that it's the feud which is uh, the only or the longest feud they have, which is consequently there, like, in this era they're right now in. There's no other few that makes him longer than a month or two, but this is like four years now or so. Did um did Sammy win clean? Yeah, completely clean.
0: And he's heel at the moment as well.
1: Yeah, he's heel, yeah.
0: That's quite surprising. I'm quite unpleasantly yeah. surprised by that. Um Yeah thing no 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 i don't, read oh, about I it on because i haven't seen gcw no. so don't i haven't seen the last two gcw no. events so i'm going to catch I, on i did don't, see
2: gcw I don't, well <laughs> i don't mind <laughs> muting no you no no, no, no don't don't worry don't worry it's uh-huh. that's the thing um, like
1: maybe we, we can talk briefly about it i just saw that on joey janela's twitter it wasn't really about the match or the outcome of it but the police was there after the nick Gage match and <laughs> they were looking for him and driving around the 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 well, building really? and so, yeah, really, because the match was so brutal, the police got uh, called or the police showed up.
0: <laughs> but I have a... Uh, did you see the subtitle thing, the Peacock subtitles uh, for Hell in a Cell? No. no. Oh, you didn't see this? You're in for a treat. We're going to have a rollicking good time to finish the show. So, Jack, did you see this on Square Circle either? I didn't, know. So, someone posted a uh, an Imja uh, gallery of the sub- of some of the subtitles that, that uh, were aired on peacock because you know peacock in america is this network that has taken over from WWE network for airing wwe content and it's back catalog yeah 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 so You're uh NBC. yeah they've um oh just got it because NBC looks like a peacock doesn't it oh, <laughs> yes. logo. yeah i'm really slow on the uptake on something tonight I swear. <laughs> um but yeah they posted a picture of of some of the subtitles that aired during the matches and would you like to hear hear some of the best ones of course so this is this these these were the live subtitles so this is what they what the person putting up the subtitles or the automated or whatever this is what they thought they heard so these initial ones are during the rollins versus cesaro match rollins so sorrow there's this energy coming from france Next one from France. Francis sharpshooter in is Rollins going to tap? Next one. Man, how embarrassing with this beaver question mark? <laughs> Rollins, this is our own allowing Rollins a little bit base face. Now Rollins able to to do here. Cesaro roll through shoulders are down. Almost Adam. <laughs> Rollins to make it to the bottom rope to force the Prague. (laughs) Stop after stop. Rollins able to roll through. He's got his own car. (laughs) Good for him. (laughs) And then then this with full stops after each one. Limpy drag out. (laughs) That was (laughs) the end of the match. (laughs) Right. This next one was in a segment with Shayna Baszler, um, that Reginald guy and Nia Jax. Reggie, what's in the soup full of songs? that's that's what's up and then the Alexa Bliss Shayna Baszler match these are all from that Igor is spiked by a DDT into the cover by Alexa Bliss who is Igor nice look my checks just I care for the clutch from the back (laughs) wait a second wait a second this might be on the boat (laughs) <laughs> that was those. This what? These were from Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair. These are some of the, my favorite. So there's Rhea Ripley's on screen, and the subtitles say the wrong women's champion. <laughs> I think they <laughs> meant the Raw. It's just, they were just laying into her. She is the wrong women's champion. It says again. <laughs> Immediately, the Quashan race intermediate cover. <laughs> Does more it keeps going i'm going to read them all i don't give a shit this match you need this victory even as the wrong women's champion <laughs> <laughs> this to get what she wants but cord that shit on the shoulder of sulphur usually <laughs> what <laughs> has been easy for for charles affair to be motivated charlotte flair charles affair <laughs> Oh my god, he looked position straight. Ankles now. Solar Flare can taste victory, can Ripley? (laughs) Solar (laughs) Flare. You're wrong, women's champion, Rio Ripley.
1: Okay, this is imagine the main event. you're really you're really deaf and then you're reading this and you're like what am I reading there yeah
0: there's some time guy just had it out for women for Rhea Ripley you're the wrong and called a Rhea Ripley as well you're the wrong women's champion said it like four times okay this is the main event with uh, Seth Rollins versus Drew uh, not Seth Rollins Drew McIntyre versus Bobby Lashley wasn't the main event I think yeah don't give Drew McIntyre any room to breed. <laughs> let's see. Let's, let's see how spit both. <laughs> I running Drew McIntyre, elbow cotton McIntyre right between the eyes. <laughs> Drew McIntyre certainly appears to be the cow? Question mark. <laughs> the cow back. <laughs> Lastly, what's the heart lock? Trying to get his hands together. Can't quite get. Spine buster for Drew McIntyre riding to the dump. <laughs> Riding to the dump, ride into the race and no time wasted. No time is McIntyre. <laughs> Just macaroons with a machine so far. he's been through a L <laughs> this oh this one's great, this one's great. In deep deep trouble, perhaps love. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> ah! <laughs> what's this uh? I oh could perhaps goodness.
0: I could perhaps look into the chain link via the stairs where he might want to resent Lassie I want to get
1: to know that AI which which, which yeah
0: <laughs> Lassie question mark just when we were writing him <laughs> McIntyre trapped behind the control stick nowhere to go <laughs> <laughs> roofless relentless Bobby Lashley the candlesticks roll <laughs> um, uh, oh no this isn't last There's a couple left I think he's dead Alright you've got him hurt Go in there and finish him To be honest that could be the actual subtitle <laughs> Can't take drool Them plus one Guitar plays Oh no guitar player <laughs> Your fake guitar Going to ensure that MPP is no longer a factor <laughs> And this, this is the last one lasgo kiss rocks the champion yet again this has been back and forth (laughs) lasgo kiss rocks indeed yeah um jesus peacock (laughs) never change actually because i want to read this next next paper (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah um what do you say about that really just wow just wow exactly no zombies this time though i would like to see how the subtitles got on with that what a shame what a shame! Um, yeah, we're not going to talk about GCW this time because I haven't seen it, and I'm going to selfishly deprive everyone of talking about GCW. Uh, well, for the most part, because I want to go watch it. But Patrick, you said the cops were called.
1: Yeah. It, without yeah, telling but-
0: me about the match, what ha- what the fuck happened there? <laughs>
1: Yeah, so from from what, what I understood, it was on Joey Janela's Twitter, so the police showed up because of the Nick Gage versus, I don't know, match, because it was apparently very violent, too too violent, actually, because we know what we're getting when we're in for Nick Gage, but... Uh yeah, and then the police were maybe looking for them or so because the police was driving around the venue like several times. Like, I don't know, for an hour or so, just circling the venue for... I, I don't know who they were looking for or so. But yeah, it's interesting. Let's I, I want to want to know more about it. Hopefully I find something on, on the uh, square circle or so about it. But that was interesting.
0: Is this Outlaw Macho, the one that's just been?
1: Yeah, then it was him
0: then, yeah yeah it was just gone that was that was the pay-per-view um, well I'm going to buy that on fight so you can watch it after me if you'd like or just the oh, yeah, nice. main event to see because nice. I know Jack likes to just check out the Nick Gage main events on my uh, on my nice. fight I love well. a bit of Nick Gage he's, he's fantastic I think I think uh, AEW could benefit someone like that, someone really unpolished, because I know that's like what Mox is supposed to be. But honestly, yeah. I think Mox is Mox is. I hate saying this because he is edgy, but he's like not. He's a little bit Hollywood. He's a little bit polished. you know what I mean? I like someone like Kevin Steen was in Ring of Honor, or someone like the Sandman was in ECW. You know, or Nick Gages to GCW. Just someone who just really doesn't fucking belong here, but fuck you, I'm here anyway. Like Eddie Kingston could be like that. To be honest, Eddie Kingston could be that huge kind of rough edge star in, in AEW, but, you know, he's got the mic skills for it. Certainly.
1: Definitely. I don't know what you guys think. Yeah, for sure. Um, did you guys see the first footage of, uh, of the AEW video game, like of, uh, Darby Allen?
2: I did. I did. Oh, I didn't. You guys go for it. Okay. Just, just look dope, doesn't it? Just, I mean, there's not too much. To say it looks really clean. Yeah. It looks yeah. really clean. looks really, um, I think part of me was a bit worried, I guess. But it's because of how well, the WWE games have been. Um, but now nah, this is, yeah, this just looks good. And I just can't wait. Do they have actual footage of a match? Um, yeah. It's just like, yeah, well, it's was, it was about 30, was it 30 seconds? Yeah, it was. Yeah, just 30 to... seconds. Just, Showcase, just...
1: they showed like how the, the model of, of Darby Allen looks now. Yeah. And they definitely uh, completely uh, 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 scrapped that. Thing we saw in the first trailer where everyone was like, "Oh, that looks more comical." No, this yeah. looked really realistic. Yeah. Yeah. And, oh, really? Uh, They've and, changed the art yeah. style,
2: and they yeah. announced a new AW sign in Green Man. Can't wait. To see it.
1: Green Man, <laughs> Green Man is there.
0: Always, yeah. su- always, Sunny and Philadelphia fans are represented. <laughs> there you go.
1: And uh, what, what's also interesting about this, I saw a video yesterday on YouTube where they compared that that it looked a lot like uh, "Here Comes the Pain." yeah
0: Smackdown obviously with more recent graphics
1: yeah definitely but the uh, mechanics and everything look like it so it looks more that it goes more back to the arcade style and away from this kind of simulation they they did the last uh, uh, implementations of the series or tried to do that they are going back a little more to the arcade old schoolish and it looked really cool, I have to say. Like, if if you bring a game designer, if you bring this, also this engine from the No Mercy, WW, uh, WWF No Mercy, was it? Yeah, WWF No WWWF. Mercy. Or the... yeah. <laughs> uh, and and maybe also from the little older SmackDown or SmackDown vs. Raw games and put it on the with the new graphics and everything, then I'm more than fine to buy that. And also in this thing, it was from the Wrestle WrestleGamia, which is the... Uh, gaming channel of Wrestlemania. they also said that and I looked into a lit- a little more it looked from the uh, uh, uh f- final numbers from aw last year that they invested a two figure uh two figure amount of of money like ten to 20 million or so into the gaming division and, t- uh, two
0: figure would be like ten dollars ah, yes yeah,
1: sorry <laughs> eight figure sorry two <laughs> two million figure that's what I meant sorry <laughs> Yeah, no, eight, eight figures into it. So, yeah, two, two million figures into it. So uh, they made a loss last year, apparently, from it. Although, of course, there are the other games uh, which are on it also. But uh, they, they seem to invest a lot of money into that. And well, that's what you need will... to do
0: for your first one to start a franchise, yeah, isn't
1: it? Yeah, definitely. And also, if you yeah want to bring out a wrestling game that in the end when people like were really like turned off by the WWE product but also like the games like maybe you also know people who don't know shit about wrestling or don't have to do shit about wrestling like no contacts at all but they like just the video games and buy the video games and i know well, quite some people who do that or like to play the games and if you can bring a game that's very accessible to everyone at some point you might interest interest also some people into the product itself again
0: 100 100%, 100% you have no idea how many people there are that play the game first and then get into people to see who they've been playing in the game I have a friend who's an actor from Liverpool he uh he has has told me that um you know I, I said oh you got against this AEW you got into the AEW I've been saying it since it first came out he was like have they got a game coming out It was like the first thing he asked I said actually yeah they have got a game coming out he's like I'll wait for that I'll play that and if I like that I'll check out, I'll check out, you know, the wrestlers from the game. And that's how he kind of, you know, that's how he came to wrestling. And that's how he's comfortable kind of, um, you know, consuming wrestling. And so, so there is this, you know, it could pay off for them big time and it could be, it would boost their TV numbers just, just, you know, through video game fans. I really hope it's on steam. Cause that's how I, I mean, surely it is yeah. like,
1: yeah, I really hope they're also doing multi-platform thing, just not only for the consoles, but make a for sure, so we can play it. Yeah, but definitely I, I can agree with your friend. Really, this is like going back to our introduction episode. This is what got me into wrestling really heavily was uh, uh, WWF SmackDown on the PlayStation because I was so interested yeah. in it. I knew wrestling, but this, you know, presented me the, the product. And then I was like, oh, wow, I'm hooked. I want to see that wrestler. I like that wrestler now. What's his character? So, 100%. yeah. yeah.
0: Speaking of wrestling games, um, didn't you sign up for the alpha or the beta of, uh, yeah. of the yeah. booking manager? The AEW, the AEW uh, Booker Simulator. Yeah,
1: yeah, I did. And, How's it? Um, How's it? Um, I'm, I, I, so the it was like a week only I I was able to play actually. Um, then they closed the servers and you couldn't play anymore but also in this uh, two-point show the the last one where they also showed the small bit of of, uh, uh, Darby they also talked about that that they're just bringing in like more and more people to see the server capacities Um, the game in general is fine I would say but it didn't hook me itself so I see some more criticism or saw some more criticism on that on the on the Scrat Circle where people said it's not what they were promised to to get or like hoped it would be and for me as well so i couldn't see to put up feuds and and uh yeah i don't really get the outcome of the booking I, I played it only for two hours maybe one and a half two hours but in that short amount of time i didn't get like how do i make this booking good how do i get this star rating or so i didn't get that and i would expect for a mobile game to show me that in a quicker time or within this this one and a half two hours definitely so i wasn't that happy but maybe i'm the wrong target group for that also
0: no 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 for sure i think negative feedback is good because at this stage in development because that's that's how they make it good do you know what i mean they by hearing what's wrong with it so i mean definitely you know i don't know if you were asked for your feedback or sent a survey or whatever but definitely kind of uh Given another chance when it comes out, I'd say, just in case all the stuff that you had a problem with, they've then said, you know, well, yeah,
1: we I, I will definitely, other it's, when it's free to play, I will definitely look into it because I like the presentation a lot there. So, that's that's uh, the, the biggest plus point. It didn't feel like a mobile game at all. You had like a real uh, tutorial walking you through that uh, with Tony Schiavone coming in there and then Taz talking about the stats of the wrestlers and stuff. That was very well presented and this didn't feel then too much like a mobile game also. This felt more like a, like a full-scale game where you got a tutorial, what to do and so on. But I'm also curious to see if there will be pay-to-win in it, if there will be microtransactions, if, you know, how this all will turn out. Because it's a free to play, then I guess it will be a as long long as it's free to play. And this is what they're making the most and fair,
0: do you know what I mean? As long as, yeah. as long as you know, I, yeah, I, don't that's mind. True. I actually don't mind spending money on free to play games as long as I'm not spending like more than twenty quid over the entire life of the game. It's okay, yeah, do you know what I mean. But if they're, yeah, right, you know, and also if, if the one,
1: playing times are fair, if it's not like oh you can play thirty minutes in twenty four hours 30, and yeah. then yeah so i'm actually I'm, I'm not playing so many mobile games but right now i'm playing a, a score hero it's called i don't know if you know that game it's 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 a football game 3d football game but there's just yeah, certain the uh certain scenes where you just have to uh, uh really quickly uh draw the path of the ball how it should fly into the goal and that game is really cool and also it's a free to play but you can also like it takes you yeah in in if if you have uh, spend all your lives which are like 15 or 20 times you can retry which is a lot in that game you can play for 30 minutes really consecutively if you're if you're uh, if you're good in it and then it takes like an hour until you refilled all your lives so that's really fair. That's th- this is why I'm still playing it because I can play it like twice a day. Not exactly only once. the ones
0: that make me. The ones that make me wait like eight hours for an egg to hatch on some, some fucking <laughs> yeah, dinosaur. Right. They're the ones that I don't touch again. Do you know what I mean? Because I'm like fuck this noise. Um, but I'm just I'm just excited to have wrestling game content that's non WWE on mobile. I'm so desperate for it. Like New Japan have one. And i think it's available in america but it's, i don't think it's available in the uk they've got some like kind of trading card one i think and i was oh, so desperate to play that and like i can't and it's like oh just give me just give me some non-we because they got the they've got the we trading card one but not really interested in that i don't really watch the product so i just i just want anything give me anything that's non-we content on mobile um except for that fucking casino game the AEW release just not this but anything else uh, you know what I'm saying, but uh, yeah, no, excited. So that brings us to the end of our show, Jack. We've we've left you out of conversation for a bit while we talked about video games. Have you enjoyed yourself? I did enjoy
2: myself, then I got sad because we've gone over two hours, which you know, it's always my hey. target, but it's fine.
1: You, you still need to edit sad.
0: quality content. We've got edited; we, it was all quality content, and all we have a listen. to come still, Patrick. Nice to talk to you again
1: nice talking to you as well always a pleasure
0: always a pleasure always 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 um and we'll, uh, we'll will we all be back next week all three of us it's Saturday yeah, next sure. week so uh, I think we'll be alright I'll,
2: I'll be wait oh yeah it's this Saturday isn't it? yes yeah, so I'll be here I'll be here
0: yeah you ain't got anything to do on weekend you got a life no
2: nah, but I'm back home the you, following li- week. you live
0: above a Weatherspoon's now so it's not like you have to go far for your social life anyway you can just nip back upstairs <laughs> Um, but yeah,
2: I'm back. I'm back home. The following week. Ignore um, that dunk. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's other, there's other better pubs and restaurants out there. Please are available. There. Exactly. You're Please still trying go, to do the shop can. local thing. Absolutely. I mean, it's not gone too successful. It went well when I was on holiday. But, um, <laughs>
0: but yeah. All righty then. Um, I don't think we actually have any outtakes this week because this was, as Jack said, all quality content. So um, someone say something stupid that we can have at the end of our show.
2: Um, It's coming home.
0: Uh. It's coming home,
2: (laughs) hundred percent.
0: Didn't have to laugh that hard. It was a, it's a bit mean.